Welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 17th of October, 2021. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. That was about a month and a half early, unless you're a store, in which case it was about time. <laughs> and Robert Kemp. Oh my God, I, I, my, I, got, I think I got slightly enraged because we went into glass wells yesterday. And they're just on full-on Christmas mode already. <laughs> Full Christmas mode. Well, they, I guess they don't really do Halloween stuff, I guess. I, no, I guess... I mean... Does a furniture store really do Christmas furniture? I suppose they might do decorations, yeah, I guess, Trees, maybe. Like, maybe. those kind of count as furniture? Maybe, yeah. But no, I was people, like... But it's not the just... gift of furniture. <laughs> That's a bit... Like, how do you fit that under the tree? Mate, I suppose you could get Glasswell's vouchers. Mm, like, maybe. places do do vouchers, I guess. Gift vouchers. Yeah, but then you don't need a Christmas part of the store for that. No, <laughs> no. Well, maybe just a little bit. Just a little section. No, this, they had a full-on, like, massive animatronic diorama thing set up in the one in Ipswich. There are polar bears and very slow-moving penguins. It's like, that's a bit much. It's a bit much. It's October. You've got two... Maybe they a- just like carpentry and they like to build things <laughs> and they just need an excuse. Just, just build some penguins, yeah. But now they've got two and a half months to wait like before they could do some more carpentry. Build whatever yeah. other display they wanted in there. I don't know. It's a bit... I mean... I'm I'm the type of person that is sick of Christmas by the time Christmas happens. <laughs> Usually, mm. it's like, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, I mean, it's the everyone complains about the commercialization, but I mean, it's when the good stuff comes out so that people can buy it. I guess so. I mean, there's, I don't know in film and video game land. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Not so much yeah. nowadays in video games. <laughs> people don't really do Christmas any longer. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've still got... That's true. I mean... Especially not this year. Quite, the big launches are still out. Call of Duty's still happening. You've, yeah, but that, like, I, Halo's those don't count as Christmas. Year. Halo's a December launch. That's pretty well, close. Well, not intentionally, I don't think, though. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, Forza's November. They, they definitely uh, skew towards holiday season. They're like the triplest of the AAA launches. So were they playing the music, though, in Glasswells? That's the real... No, they were not, thankfully. Yeah, that's that, the real nightmare. That is absolutely too far. Yeah. And it's just the same every year, because there's well, occasionally there's, like, one new Darkness song or something <laughs> to add to the giant, like, already, like, 100-song playlist that loops over and again. You, you mean again. that one time the Darkness did it? <laughs> did it, yeah. I think they did it, tried to do it twice. Oh, did I think there's two of them. I think there's two of them, aren't there? I only know one. Um, uh, maybe I'm wrong. But they succeeded. They succeeded in making a novelty Christmas song that actually managed to creep onto the yearly playlist. They did, yeah. Because you do actually hear it every year, I oh, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You? Yeah, so, no, I, but, I, I definitely mean, do. That is the, uh, that's the real trick, if you can do well enough that it actually sticks on the playlist. Because it'll be there forever, because there's so few that make it onto the stupid oh, playlist well, that's yeah, the same every damn year. There's almost... There's at least... There's at least one that you think gets might get might get close every year, right? Or that the radio seems to think might get close, but then you'll never hear for it again. Was no, it because, no. It's because, like, 
they basically stopped trying to do Christmas specific songs, even for like the X Factor song at Christmas. It's just like, no, it's just this guy doing a song well, yeah. <laughs> that happens to come out at Christmas and therefore is not Christmas themed, so we can't reuse it next Christmas. Yeah, they moved away from that pretty quick. Um, I don't think they X Factor songs were well, no. really Christmassy. They but... were, they never were really, but they were like filling that slot yeah, of the yeah, big yeah. Christmas song, except it's not a Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, well, they were, that's that's a, Christmas number one is a different thing, right? They were they were going for that. Well, sure, um, but that's what Christmas songs used to be. The number one song at Christmas. Well, I mean, now it's just Mariah Carey every year. Yeah, thanks Probably to the ultimate. thanks to streaming and the fact that it all counts as you know. Like the more something is streamed, the more it counts towards the chart placement. Now, people tend to start streaming Mariah Carey on loop, apparently, <laughs> and she just wins. Makes sense. I saw her video last year where she was like in bed, all all, all like tired and puffy eyed and everything, and then sprang out the, the next morning, like looking like a Christmas elf. Like <laughs> it's the season <laughs> for my song to make all the money in the world for me that I don't have to do anything. Right? Suddenly, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. And every year, people go on about how Fairy Tale of New York is like the good one, and it's like, no, I've heard it too many times now. Yeah. Maybe once it was. Maybe once it was the good one. But also, because now... it's not, because it, it's not, it, despite its tone, it's well. That's the thing. A lot of Christmas. I was about to say, despite its tone, it's quite a miserable damn song. And actually, yeah, you cheap lousy faggot. Yeah, <laughs> but there's <laughs> you maggot. Uh, but there's there's quite a few of them actually when you think about it it's like the, the Mariah Carey's track actually came up on um, that podcast I listened to on Spotify the uh, 60 songs that explain the 90s oh I need to listen to and, that um, yeah but you know it's a it's a song about it's kind of about not having the person you want really you know it's a little bit like oh woe oh, is yeah. me this is this is a what's the what's the word like a non-reciprocal love kind of thing i guess yeah. and it's like but we're gonna sing it like a christmas yeah. song happy 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 <laughs> yeah but that's okay i mean that works yeah but I know and then and then you've got michael what's his face michael last christmas that's not really a happy song is it <laughs> and that i have i still haven't seen it but that super literal film version right with of that song basically with um da- daenerys targaryen um uh my friend's in it <laughs> well i say friend someone i knew at university is in it um hmm. but i still haven't seen it but yeah isn't it like literally she gave her heart away like a heart transplant or something i think that's part of wow. the plot okay, <laughs> and it's okay. like a jukebox and it's like a jukebox because she's seeing the ghost of the guy who gave her her heart or something literally or something stupid like that what a great plot <laughs> last christmas i gave you my heart bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's quite weird what's her name um khaleesi oh no you haven't, yeah. you haven't even watched game of thrones have you is it yeah. Khaleesi, Khaleesi? Um No, but I know the act. I know the the actor you mean. Yeah. yeah, she was in Terminator. Is that, no, no, I was about to say Sarah Connor. <laughs> she that was the role, Sarah Connor. Oh, Lena Headey. Is no, it that one? no, although cause, she played she's Sarah a Game Connor of as well, didn't she? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's also in Game of Thrones. Did Lena? Because did... I thought she was in Sarah Connor as well, or uh, maybe not. In... I don't think so. I think it's... <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. Very famous person. Anyway, anyway yeah. Anyway, last Christmas. Yeah, not exactly happy. Especially if it's literal. 
last Christmas and might have died of it. <laughs> and the very next day you gave it away. Is that mean like the person <laughs> had to be well, retransplanted? That, that is the problem with that concept. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't quite work. You're both dead. <laughs> <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my bum heart, <laughs> and it failed you as well. The very ah. next day, you gave it away. Uh, man, double transport plant. Double I mean, that could be the transport. twist. It could be like you're. It's like you think you're seeing a ghost, but you're also actually a ghost. <laughs> right, double twist. <laughs> Bruce Willis was a ghost all along. Yeah, exactly. Except also the child is a ghost in this analogy. <laughs> this one. <laughs> Yeah. Luckily, it's not that hard to avoid the Christmas playlist these days. If you don't go, you don't <laughs> don't go to shops. You, yes. you could just, no. just buy stuff online. I avoided it. I, yeah, I avoided it pretty well last year. Yeah, simply because no one was going out. <laughs> and it's, um, yeah, so, 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 so Whamageddon might have been the easiest year. Oh, yeah. Um, I did make it like within like two or three days of Crimbo one year. And it's like, that was, that was pretty decent before I got whammed. Um, but then, uh, no, I think I only got halfway through December. I got whammed by our, um, you know, virtual Christmas party company, you know, Zoom Christmas party. <laughs> they, whammed, they whammed us in the middle of it. Which, uh, and no one else knew what the Whamageddon was, I don't think. So it was, it was just me going, no! That <laughs> <laughs> was like 9th of December or something. Oh, well. I mean... My personal opinion is that pretty much every Christmas song, just in structure and in tone and thing, it is it just seems universally bad, right? Like, but then music critics and like other people seem to think it, they're the best, and it's like, why? Why that they just they just seem so terrible? Do they? It's like, I don't know. It's like, like it's like musicals. Is the enemy me, I going guess. on about how great they are. <laughs> well, I don't know. If, well, yeah. I don't, not that I, I don't even know if the enemy exists. I presume it does. Actually, mm, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I was just trying to think of music journalists. I don't know. They just. I, I don't. Why, does, why do people enjoy them? I don't. I, don't, I just don't. I just don't understand Christmas music. It's just not. It's not even good. In the spirit of buying no. tons of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Has anyone done that? Has anyone made... Oh, someone must have, right? Just released the capitalist ad for me. Well, <laughs> of course. Well, then there's the whole weird subgenre of semi-ironic, but not really in the end, like punk Christmas songs. Where nowadays, they, because they, it's funny, right, to do a punk Christmas song. Is this like so trailer like, core, but for Christmas songs? Like, I, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I but people got annoying. lazy with that as well, where they just like, yeah. we're not even going to bother making a new song, we're just going to upvote an ancient yeah. song that is not even really about Christmas, it's just not Christmas. <laughs> That's the whole point. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> yeah, everyone? exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, well that was good, like the year when they tried oh, yeah. to get, that was an anti-X Facts thing as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, where where Rage Against the Machine makes perfect one. sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls got to number two one year. Is that a Christmas song? <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was. It, but it, yeah, but is, was it in, was it released? It was in the Christmas, was in the Christmas runnings. It was a Christmas number two. It was was it released then specifically? Like, is it actually a Christmas song, or was it just like that was when it came out? <laughs> I think I think it's the latter. Yeah, because it would do better than Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. 
I, I unironically love that song. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Chef's chocolate salty balls. Chef's the chocolate salty balls. It's got a good groove. It's very singable. That whole Chef Aid album was really weird. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. obviously quite liked singing, like Dre and that, whatever. Like that whole version of like Sail Away, Come Sail Away with the with, uh, all Cartman style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely ah, mad. Sail Away. <laughs> so, come Sail Away, you guys. <laughs> yes. Yes. Seriously. So cool. Man, Sapphox still going. I think it's got renewed for multiple seasons. I can't Where remember it? the last time I watched a South Park. It's like people still tell me it's still good, but it's, like I haven't, um, I haven't dipped in for years. It can be good. It's definitely kind of variable, more variable than yeah, less consistent than it used to be. Uh, but they do, they tend to do like big season openers or closers and stuff and special type hmm. things that work. Yeah. I don't know if I've, I've kind of lost track since, of what's going. <coughs> I don't think I've seen much since like the the human sentai pad, that sort of era. Oh, that was a while back. Yeah, because yeah. now they live like Randy and the the marshes live on Randy's farm, that uh, weed farm, because he he's a weed farmer. <laughs> it's called Tegrity Tegrity Weed because <laughs> he's got so much Tegrity. <laughs> nice. I mean, they just really leaned into the whole Randy thing, which is what was was always good. Cream freeze. Exactly. It's like that. Man. I'll tell you what I did watch. Now we're segueing into uh, actual Beans. media. Uh, not what, music, which is not, me, not, not media. Not, not music. It's, not, it's, not, it's not media. No. It's, it's an expression. Um, I watched that, that Bond film. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. It is good. Um, I can confirm it is good. It's not great. It's not Skyfall. But it's, no. or Casino Royale for that matter, uh, which are pretty great. Um, but it's pretty good. Got um, some good action going on? Yeah, there's some there's some well-crafted Sweet. scenes. They're sort of... Nice. It feels like they, like, in terms of the actions pieces, that they're trying the Quantum of Solace thing again, which would normally be kind of like, oh God, what are you doing? There's so much shaky mm. cam, I can't see what's going on. And there is a quite a fair amount of shaky cam going on here. Right. Um, kind of born style. Yeah. Almost. It looks, it, and it sometimes, it has that problem where um, that I think is a kind of, a, like a sign that you're not quite nailing your action pieces, where the, um, where you're supposed to be looking sometimes isn't particularly well telegraphed. It's like a good action scene kind of leads your eyes to where the hits yeah, are does. going to be and where yeah. and where think you know where the action that you should look at should be. And there are definitely moments where I don't think that's the case here in like where something happens in an awkward position on frame. Um so while the shot in, in itself looks quite nice when you cut it together um it you, it's hard to you, you don't quite see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it has that problem from here to there. It's got the problem of some kind of throwaway characters here and there, which is a very modern thing. Like it's like here's a, here's a person who seems important. Oh, they're not. Uh, here's, here's someone else that might be a, like a, a running theme throughout this film. Oh, here's and a cool, here's a cool person. Oh, we'll never see them again. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they also break some Bond rules. I'm not going to spoil it, but they they do some things that you wouldn't expect because it's Daniel Craig's last film. 
Um, right, right, right. Because um, that was like supposedly, I mean, I don't know what the things are, but I mean, it seems like um, Danny Boyle was going to direct it and, and he he got uh, taken off the project because he wanted to break Bond rules. Um, right, but they, they they still do. There's still a few, th- mm. you know, there's a, not a huge amount. It's still a Bond film, mm. but, you know, it's... Um, and you know the Daniel Craig era, Craig Craig era has moved away from the sort of I don't know the cheesy suave mm. Bond that we that that I guess we grew up with I suppose um, yeah you know they they they've moved away from that so you know it's already it's already been breaking rules the entire time but oh yeah yeah um, yeah um, but this felt felt almost more away from that um, in places the thing that even though I the big bad is kind of with... like as equally stupid as it normally is. Um, <laughs> right, like because like the Craig Bonds have done this thing where they tried to make a kind of arc and continuity between them, but yeah, which is it, a, a it, blessing and a curse. It worked, yeah, for Skyfall, um, but I don't think it particularly hung together well in Spectre, which I didn't no. think was that good. And it's, I think they try not to do that so much here. There are references back oh, because, good. of course, they are, but there are, but yeah. there aren't. There aren't as many as you're going to get lost. Cool. Because a bit, I was a bit concerned when they brought back is Blofeld in it for one scene or something in a in a Hannibal Lecter style. Um, they already did the Hannibal Lecter yeah, thing with the guy in Skyfall. He, he, you're right. He's he's on screen for like for, for one scene anyway. <laughs> right, right. Hmm. But you're saying overall good. Overall good. Yeah. It's a long one. It's the longest Bond film they've ever made. It's like two hours forty. Sheesh. So it's um, it, it is it is long, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's like it's long for for bad reasons. It doesn't feel particularly padded, if that's the thing. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> There's an awful lot of films these days, like even Marvel films, occasionally where you're just like, that this scene only exists to to be an action scene or an attempt to be mm. cool like you could lift this entire part out and the film would be okay yeah totally. um, uh, and this this doesn't really have that i think everything has a purpose mm. that's good well maybe i'll give it a try there's a new cinema open near me at finsbury park there's a picture house opened and i try i well did i say i'd gone to see top gun <laughs> oh uh, oh what the, yeah. the original the original yeah, maverick's, not out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maverick's not out so i saw the actual original top gun at the preview and it was a decent screen so so hopefully go and see maybe go and see bond test it out for for then seeing mm. dune which is the big one yeah yes. dune dune's out so oh, i mean I don't have like a Cineworld or a cinema pass anymore, so it's like I no. I got to feel the full brunt of cinema costs this time. Although I went to right, the Empire, yeah. not the Cineworld. The Empire in Ipswich oh, is, yeah. is cheaper, and the screens are a lot smaller, but mm. but you know, but not bad if that makes sense. Like it's a small mm. all all the screens are like small auditoriums rather than big auditoriums, but I don't think you're really losing much. Um, no, is that? Where is that empire? That's not that's... the old Odeon, is it? No, that's no, not... no. Old Odeon has been taken over by someone else. I, can't, I think a church oh, some... or something. Yeah, church thing. Um, uh, whereas the the empire's in the butter market. I think where oh yeah yeah that's Max might well yeah 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 or something something in that area used to be. Yeah yeah, I forgot there's a cinema there now. Yeah, there's a bowling alley up there as well. Oh cool. 
which uh, <laughs> we didn't go in, but as I walked past, I got that vague sort of like, oh, they still make places like this. And as, as the neon lights of all the cash grab arcade machines are there. Yeah. Like not no actual games, just like bad no arcade games. Grabbers just, and... Yeah. yeah, it would be Pachinko, but we don't have anything cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> Pachinko... Pachinko's not re- Pachinko's one of those games that could be cool, except like because of its like semi gambling nature in, in well, Japan yeah. and the fact that it's like the only place you can smoke, it's a hellscape. Yeah, of course. And yeah. also it's extremely loud. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't exactly help. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean those machines don't have to be as loud as they are, but I guess well, it's the physics, not they, like the. It's not like the audio. It's like the actual physics of metal balls hitting metal rods. Yeah, a I mean, million times a second. But it's not even that. When you like walk, when I was in Japan and you just walk past a pachinko hall, and it's like, I mean, you can smell them first, um, but then then you actually walk past <laughs> it, and just it sounds like the noise of just pure air condition and fat. It's like a like a like a server room is nearly about to catch fire. Is what it sounds right, like. Right, right, right. It's like there's just a. It's like it's. I didn't. You don't. I didn't really hear much of the clackety clackety that you think might be the overriding noise. But like, no, it's just fans. Are you sure that wasn't the actual noise? That is the same noise. Well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe there's just so many balls that it just sounds like wind. So many balls. Anywho, yeah, that was my uh, cinemaring. I'm, I'm going to get dragged to Dune soon as well. It's like, I say dragged. It's like I, I kind of want to see Dune because of Villeneuve, but also, uh, I mean, it's Dune. It's like he's not had a particularly good run <laughs> in the so far, but it's good source material. I mm. reckon he can make a good thing out of it. I'm quietly confident that it'll be good. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, not not sure. I'm going to really splash out on expensive IMAX tickets, you know. <laughs> It's like, because there's so much money. Like, right. But, yeah. but then it's still probably better than me buying a card that I don't use all that much. But then we've got Matrix. I mean, that's the film I really want to see. I have to admit that trailer was intriguing. I just mm. saw the Batman trailer and I was like, hmm, maybe. Oh, no. Have they, what, for, the, for our Pat's Batman. Batman? Yeah, our Pat's Batman. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like it had a good visual style, but. I don't know. Like the the teaser trailer was really cool, uh, but obviously, if you start to reveal more, <laughs> you start to get more of a sense of the film, and it's like, mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. The last time I saw something from it, I wasn't convinced. Yeah, but yeah, the Matrix one, like, I mean, it could go either way, but quite, we'll definitely give it a try. Mm. Give it a go, like, yeah. Films. Are we done with films? Pretty much. Games. I've been, yeah, what's going on in the world of video games? It's time for the news. <laughs> news. <laughs> Twitch has been hacked. Oh no. Twitch has been hacked. Like, so, someone... Of course, this was posted on 4chan, <laughs> and like some some guy, it just seems like one dude potentially has just managed to get all of Twitch somehow. 
Like as in all the code, right? All of the code and an awful lot right. of documents around its operation and things are there. I think it's all dated Blimey. from 2019 onwards. But I don't know if the code means that, like you know source repositories and all that. I don't know if that means it's like they, they yeah he has things going back further than that. Um, but we do know that it's got things like people's payrolls since 2019. Oh man, and that includes like the big name streamers. And things like that. So, oh yeah, so you can see how much they're paid, and uh, I guess it's a lot, right? <laughs> well, yeah, for the big names, yeah, it is. It's like it's that it's that classic thing, right? It's like only the top, like echelon yeah. of streamers actually make real money. Well, and it's the, only the top echelons are the ones getting paid by Twitch directly. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a few that definitely are. Yeah, the the, the where the deals have been made. Um, but can you see the money from the fans though, or the subs or whatever? Yeah, I believe you can. Yeah, I believe you'll be able, be able to see all of that data, the subs and um, oh, whatever that. <laughs> they got Twitch. I don't understand how Twitch works anymore. It's because it seems to have so many layers of like being able to like be a premium member and then pay into specific people or subscribe to specific people. There, there are so many ways you can give money to Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they make it. <laughs> Pick your way of giving us tons of money, yeah, <laughs> or multiple ways. I don't know if you, I don't know if they went as far as like you could like. Can you buy emotes and things like that? Is that a thing? Like, like kind of. I mean, like you get channel specific emotes when you're subscribed to channels. Oh, I see. So it's right. essentially you're buying emotes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you can use them anywhere. Can yeah, you? then you can use then, them any, oh, in any channel. I see. And so they did the channels design the emotes, or, yeah. or the, you just upload I mean, them like yeah. a, like an icon, essentially. The big ones get right, to put their own okay. graphics in. I don't know if the can anyone do that, or is it literally reserved for? The... It's got like you know the same as YouTube upload limits or whatever. You if you're smaller, you don't get as many or whatever. Right, I see. Yeah, or maybe you have to pass a certain threshold yeah. to to get anything. YouTube plaque status or whatever it is. People seem, so many people seem to have those silver plaques now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think they need to up their like threshold for giving away the YouTube plaques. Or lower it. I'm okay with that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think even if they lowered it, we'd ever get one. No, no, <laughs> no def- definitely not. <laughs> uh yeah, so I don't, I don't think anyone really knows what the ramifications of this are yet. The, I guess, from my perspective, the interesting thing is what happens to their streaming tech at this point. Um, I Does guess anyone care? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's tricky. I, I, like, you could argue that, like, okay, it might be interesting for engineers to take a little look at it to see, like, exactly how they're doing it and exactly what they're how they get it to work as well as it does that kind of stuff but in the mm-hmm. in the same breath like you can't use any of it because it's like if anyone was caught with copying code or copying right, yeah, techniques um i mean techniques less so i guess but it's like if there's obvious signs of you just ripped this straight out of out of twitch no one's going to touch you with a barge pole right it's like it's no of course it's legal suicide um so how useful it really is is yeah probably not great uh, what i get and the other thing is like did all these people on payroll and stuff have they essentially been doxxed it's like is it like is there too much personal information in those documents and things like that is that is that a problem mm-hmm. i don't think there's been too much coverage on that side of things but hey it's pretty wild someone managed to get all of this 
Yeah. And I think, like they described, what we've seen so far as part one. Oh. So there's probably more <laughs> somehow. Right. Maybe that's like the pre 2019 stuff. <laughs> and is there any motive for this person? Like, I don't know. All this stuff? Yeah. I mean, I mean, hackers do hack, right? They just. Yeah, hackers go and hack. Yeah, that's true. Bragging rights. It's 410. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Ah, oh, well. Got to earn my Bezo coins. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, it's Amazon, isn't it? I forgot <laughs> yep. about that. Yep. So, I guess, no, there is one thing I've, I've, I've missed from all of this, uh, and I find this kind of funny. Um, the, the, the code drop um, showed signs that they are working on something called Vapor, which is a rumored, uh, a, a rumored uh, storefront for Twitch so Amazon can start to rival Steam. And I find it hilarious that they are calling it Vapor. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. that might be a code name. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, it name. is, but like, it has to be, surely. But it's, it's pretty funny. It's, like, it's a bit on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Unless it will never see the light of day, and that's why they've called it Vapor. Well, know. also quite possible. It's 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 a Twitch and Amazon's relationship seems odd to me because it's like you've got you've got Twitch and all that stuff, and I think there is some, but Twitch Prime isn't directly tied to if you've got an Amazon Prime account or anything like that. But it's still called Twitch Prime, and also Amazon Prime Gaming is kind of a thing now. So if you're a Prime member, you can get benefits through the Prime Gaming page on Amazon. There's some games that come up for free on there every now and then just by being an Amazon Prime member. Um, the two aren't really linked still. So it's, it, I don't know. It just feels a bit weird. In fairness, Amazon don't link to many things like they should. Still don't think the, uh, the Ring ecosystem and uh, Alexa are well enough integrated yet. Grr. Right, because they obviously Ring is a separate company originally, right? And yeah, but it's owned by Amazon together. now. So yeah, right, yeah, they don't integrate them so well. Yeah. Nope, not as well as I would like, anyway. But that's standard mm. for smart homing. That is par for the course. Uh, yeah, so that's the Twitch news. Uh, let's move on to our Nintendo segment. Um, Nintendo. So uh, last time we had a direct for them, they gave us yeah. the Smash news that there would be Smash news. And also the Animal Crossing news, that there would be Animal Crossing news. Indeed. Which have both happened and since the last podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we now have the news. So, the final character for Super Smash Brothers. Mm. Drum roll, if you please. Nope. <laughs> that nope, nope was so fast. <laughs> is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Which is really annoying because it was the one that I literally said it couldn't possibly be over and over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because of licensing hell, right? That well, was... because it was another Square character. It's another Square character, <laughs> but it's also a Disney-owned character to well, make things complicated. Yeah, but I that I had never thought that was would have been a problem, really. Because it's like if we've already if we've already managed to get the Disney license enough to make these other get these other games, and they're like current games. It's not like an old franchise. No, Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't that old and also they're making that rhythm game. Like yeah, Kingdom Hearts so it's not, it's not like those licenses have expired or whatever and you'd have to go through all this ring roll to get them back. It's like, it is a current franchise, so why is it a problem? I don't. I wouldn't have thought it would be. I guess it's, nego again, negotiating 
two. You've got to negotiate with two IP owners rather than just one. I suppose. Sure, but I mean, what is why is there why is that is there any problem with that negotiation apart from it being an inconvenience? Yeah, <laughs> like well, <laughs> I just can't see there being much argument. Sakurai's backstory in the video was that it was actually difficult to achieve somehow. Like yeah. some something made Whatever it hard. Means. Something made it hard for them to do that because they said like back in the Smash Bros for Wii U, what characters do you want? Survey. Sora was the winner. Um, it was the one ever like was was the was oh, the clear right. favorite that people wanted adding to Smash for Wii U, but they haven't been able to add him into the series and into the series. What is wrong with me today? <laughs> into the series uh, until now because of all the licensing hassle. Um, Except they they didn't do any of the licensing apparently. <laughs> not enough. No. So Sora's there, and even though Disney now have a copyright notice in Smash Brothers because. Yeah, because of the weird dual ownership of Kingdom Hearts, um, there are no Disney characters. It's like the the, whole, the it's not full on Kingdom Hearts. It's the square side of Kingdom Hearts, if that makes sense, is, has come over. But there's absolutely no Disney, and it's I don't know. That makes me care much much less <laughs> than I already did. I guess the Disney Disney licensing is the shape of Mickey Mouse's head. That, yeah. that is part of the Keyblade it design, is. and it's on the like background and the level a couple of places. It is. That, <laughs> I, like, mean, I mean, maybe that's the only reason it is a is that Disney tag is on there, like because the Mickey Mouse symbol is in is is in as part of Sora and part of the Keyblade. Also, he's gonna have a sword wielder, you know. Yeah, I mean that was that was the classic problem with with Sora. But like, you know, at least they made him a nice generic character. They didn't do anything too ridiculous, apart from making right. him fucking impossible to kill. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> really? Well, because I mean, he's he's super floaty in the air and has like a double recovery essentially, like his up B, and then you can link the up B into the side B, so you can just recover from basically anywhere that you're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but right. he but he's an he's an easy launch because he's super light. Yeah. He's like the lightest character in the game. So it's like if you if you kill it, if you're going to kill him, it will be in a one hit scenario. If he if you don't kill him, he will come back. He can recover. Yeah, right, yeah. So so he's which is and also and that's really the only quirk. Really, everything else is yeah. kind of standard. Um, and also, I'm sure he, people are going to be pissed because he's. The way those air, the air combo with the up B and the side B that works is very reminiscent of how Bayonetta used to work in Smash Four, which is oh, right, one yeah. that everyone hated very a lot. Just like, and the thing is, like Bayonetta, even back in Smash Four, it was like, I feel like it was more of a skill to pull off. Whereas this seems like you just push up B, you just push side B, and it locks on as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, he seems, sounds like he's going to... I mean, the whole focus was on his aerial play, right? Because yeah. he flies. <laughs> that's kind of his... Except he doesn't in the game. That's weird. I don't know. I, mean, the... I think he became that way, right? Like, he didn't in the well, game, yeah, and, then, I... and then maybe past Kingdom Hearts 1, he became I floaty. <laughs> I meant in Smash Bros. He doesn't literally fly. He doesn't literally fly. He no. just, he's just floaty. <laughs> I mean, I guess I couldn't just make a straight-up no, flying that character. would be ridiculously overpowered. <laughs> it's his floaty like... Uh... Kirby, or, or a bit, bit more sort of Jigglypuffy, or maybe maybe Mewtwo-y. Yeah, it's more like Mewtwo, like that weird, right, okay. like low physics almost. Yeah. Mm, a bit momentum-y. Still, I mean, it's not the it's not the result we were after because 
you know, we had, like, <laughs> because we were after anything apart from that at this point. Pretty much, We'd given pretty up on much that anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Doom Guy is in it now, but not That's as a, a main costume. character. Yeah, just a costume for the Mii costume. Yeah, because um, so the the Mii fighters have been in the game since the start. There are like three classes oh, yeah. that you can style Mii's into, um, but and there's like a bucket load of costumes you can buy for them. So Doom Guy is now a costume for the Mii Gunner. Can you mix and match those? Could you put the Doom costume on a me swordsman? Like a no, not the class. You can mix and match the parts. So you oh, just have a Doom helmet on whatever else body you want. <laughs> probably, unless it is a, st- a full set, because sometimes it limits it. So, I, yeah, again, licensing, probably. Probably. Um, but anyway, that's the end of Smash Ultimate, apparently. And everyone's everyone's saying it's like, well, Sakurai's going to take a break now, and then there are <laughs> other he's th- other threads retire. saying, yeah, and then there are other threads saying, well, he hasn't really had a break since 1999. Yeah, <laughs> but then who really has a break? Like when they say a break in that context, it's like he must have a holiday, right? <laughs> well, also, you know, on some level, he's probably still making the Kirby games. Mm. <laughs> On some level, I don't know how how involved he is in those at this point, but yeah, that is his thing. <laughs> yeah, he must be involved with that forgotten city or whatever, yeah. forgotten land. What was that Kirby game called? Forgotten land. Forgotten land. Okay, because Kirby. Yes, Sakurai is Kirby. Literally. Uh, so that's that. Uh, talk to us about the Animal Crossing thing, Zegel. What's happening? <laughs> Well, what's happening is things that should have, that have happened about seven months too late is, what, <laughs> is what's happened. So it, was, it was like back in March when Animal Crossing was a year old and therefore you were basically done with it because you play Animal Crossing for a year to see everything. That's just how the game works. It was like, well, now we need new content. And then seven months later, they're like, here's all this shit that you can, that's like making the game so much better and all this new content, but we're kind of way too late for anyone to care. <laughs> So it's it's twofold, isn't it? So there's a November patch. Yeah, the free part. With Brewster. Well, yes, the coffee shop's back. The, mm-hmm. the gyroids are back, I guess. <laughs> so I had a swig of beer in my mouth there, but yeah, gyroids. <laughs> gyroids. And then a bunch of... Well, it's like there's the, those things that are back, which is obviously, you know, making the game more complete. But then there's all the stuff which is just like, wouldn't have this been no- nice to have while you were playing the game? <laughs> like, you can have... You can, instead of those, the merchants that just appear randomly on your item now, on your island, now you can go to the, do, to the stupid photo guy's island and build, like, a merchant plaza there where they will just be. Oh, wow. And it's just like, well, that gets, that makes that way more convenient. So you can just build a mall. I mean, I don't know if they'll always be there. They might, maybe they'll only show up randomly there as well. Mm. I don't know I how that's a, actually a, going to a work. different random set, potentially. Yeah. And then there's, there's like, now you now they've put in the things that everyone was asking for, like having a storage that accesses your house's storage, but without having to go into your house, so you can just access it from the outside. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> and like that makes sense. All the things about like now you can fit through half tile gaps if you've got a lot of furniture in your house, so you can <laughs> squeeze through things, right? And you can like permanently place ladders, so you don't have to have have ramps everywhere if you want to get up the cliffs. 
and you don't okay. have to carry your personal ladder around with you all the time. That's, that seems nice. It's just like all these like quality of life things. That, it's like it's way too late for this. <laughs> Even seven months ago, it was kind of too late. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's great if people have only just started to get back into Animal Crossing, right? And I guess, and that's what Nintendo hopes for with all of their games, right? That yes. they they don't just they don't just have a hot year. They have a uh, a tail, but but yeah, Animal Crossing like. Animal Crossing fans seem to always go in when the game comes out, right? And then I mean, that's the idea. Yeah, it lasts exactly a year for most people, probably. I mean, <laughs> that is inherent in the game. I mean, I think, I guess, what I mean by that is that, like, I don't know if Animal Crossing is one of those games that has a sales tale for Nintendo. Like, I mean, I, I guess it probably does. Not, not like there's, on there's, the Breath of the Wild or Mario Kart level, anyway. I mean, there's not really any. There's not really any, like, I mean, I guess not, it's not any more than any other game, a, like, time-specific thing, apart from, mm. you know, the hype at the launch. Sure. <laughs> so, to that end, how are you feeling about paid DLC? <laughs> well, I mean, it makes, it's, like, it makes sense for Animal Crossing, because they have done exactly what, <laughs> pretty much exactly what I said they should do. They put Happy Home Designer into this game, except as a DLC, which, I mean, that makes sense. It's a lot of content. Happy Home Designer. So what, what was that the, what was that? Was that... <laughs> that was what this DLC is. <laughs> I know, but what, what what was that originally? Was, that it, was, it, was, separate, it, was it the phone? What? It was no. a separate game Oh, was it, was in it the, the last generation. One? Oh, it was on 3DS, was it? I think so. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that, that was that was what this DLC is. But again, <laughs> oh no, it was the camping one. That was yeah, the, the camping was, that was the, the phone. phone one. So yeah, they've just made that again, but in in this game. Hmm. Although annoyingly, it's like the one thing that I very specifically said that I wanted in Animal Crossing: the ability to redesign your residence houses on your island. You only get that with the DLC, so I still won't be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Unless you're tempted by Nintendo- <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> By Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pass. Oh boy. So, there was an argument before Expansion Pass existed that Nintendo Switch Online, despite being cheap in terms of the, I guess, the three major console providers' online services, uh, what, single user is about 18 quid a year um, uh, for Switch Online to give you access to online game online play, cloud saves, the the NES and SNES libraries, and the crappy app. Right, because they made the crappy app limited by this at one point. Anyway, um, so yeah, despite being quite cheap, there's a, there's a bit of me that's always felt, I'm not, I'm not sure it's... I'm not sure Nintendo could justify it, right? And look, there aren't enough... There isn't enough of an online presence, or that system isn't strong enough to justify paying for at all um not even not even just a little bit mm. um and you know there was there were question you know arguments it's like well you know splatoon got big so it was kind of helping them to pay for the ongoing server costs for running splatoon and offering all the updates for that but those dried up so it's like so, so, so now what are we paying for guys and it's like oh and now you're do- now a game that has has updates like animal crossing is now getting dlc instead of like free updates okay what's Maybe this isn't such a great deal still. But it had free updates for the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, and then it's like Splatoon I'm, I'm just, had a DLC. Splatoon did have a DLC. Yeah. 
But do you know what I mean? It's like it's that it's that it's that same feeling. It's like it's all tying back together. It's like what are we? Why are we paying you for this? Um, uh, whereas you put you you okay, Xbox Live Gold and PS Plus are about fifty sixty quid a year. No, not that much. The fifty sixty dollars. I can't remember what the pound equivalent is. Maybe like forty, which is a lot more than eighteen. Let's be frank. But those services are, services are mature and they work, and you get free stuff and quite a bit of free stuff, um, mm. and often good free stuff. Like yeah, shout out PS Plus. You know, like the games you've been churning out on on your Plus service are pretty great. Um, whereas Gold's stuff, yeah, not so hot. I mean, you get Arrow this month, which is a good game, but it's not like a top tier. Um, triple a product um so it's yeah i don't know it it feels wrong it feels wrong so then the expansion pass comes along and says well we knew we were going to get some uh n64 games a total of what 10 i think at launch 10 n64 games and a bit of a genesis library um you can get those things uh, and we'll throw in the uh, Animal Crossing DLC as well. If you're if you're that way inclined, you can get that as part of this. But we want you to pay double. We're going to increase. We're going to double the Switch Online cost to thir- oh boy. to thirty five pounds a year for an individual user. And uh, that doesn't sound like a great deal. Well, there's two there's two things that are like the there's one theoretical mitigation and one sort of actual legitimate mitigation that is maybe the annoying part. So the theoretical one is if it becomes more than just the Animal Crossing DLC. If this is like the the right. DLC tier the, of, of the expansion pass where you just get any DLC that they do. I mean, if that was the deal, that would sound way better. Like if you've like were paying like signed up to this subscription, it's like, hey, that Breath of the Wild DLC, you got it. Yeah. Hey, that um, Hyrule Warriors DLC, yeah, you got it. Mar- yeah. Those um, I don't know. All the Mario go- Golf updates have been free so far, I guess. Yeah. Um, the Smash DLC, hey, that's that's free. Right. Or if you've got this pass, it's like then <laughs> actually this starts to make a hell of a lot of sense. Although the the then slight question about that would be like Splatoon Three is probably going to have DLC. Let's probably. be honest. Um, the slight question about that would be like. Do you get the DLC or is it only while you're subscribed? Because I mean, it's going to be that they haven't really specified yet. I don't think even in the Animal Crossing thing they right. like, they said. I think it's. I've heard it described as access to. Yeah. So I think it will be like whilst you're subscribed, you can use the DLC stuff, which is a slightly odd place, but like. Yeah. So that's the that's the theoretical way this would start to make more sense. But of course, Nintendo haven't said fucking anything. They barely even said this. It was yeah. like they accidentally released the price during the Animal Crossing thing. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's a weird one because it's, it is it's the opposite of how everyone else is playing this. It's like like Game Pass. Obviously, you get base games generally. Yeah. Sometimes you get the whole package, but like most of the time, it's just base game, and then you still have to pay for DLC if you want it. Um, same with PS Plus. Um, and same with PlayStation Now, I believe, for what limited stuff that offers. Um, but yeah, they're going the other side. It's like, no, you still got to buy base games, but we'll throw in the DLC. But then the the other less theoretical mitigation of this, which is 
not really a mitigation, but like just a dumb thing that's really annoying is because they have the family pass, everyone just uses that with as like all sure. their friends. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's just like, it's like, that's not actually a slip. That's so what Nintendo are doing is trying to recover some money from accidentally giving people a way around paying money. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> are they trying to, is it? Well, unless, I mean, people will just buy the family up expansion pass, but they have to kind of, everyone in that group has to agree, right? And that friend circle has oh, to yeah. be like, yeah, I want DLC. Well, or they don't, and they just get that, the expansion content otherwise. It's yeah, like, yeah, if, yeah. if like two people out of the eight that you can theoretically have want the Animal Crossing DLC, then that pretty much covers them yeah, for paying maybe. for the actual DLC. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I guess the good thing is, is that, like, they, they, I was a bit worried that they were that when I first saw this, but especially that the Animal Crossing thing was thrown in, that that was the only way to get the Animal Crossing DLC mm. was that you had to be part of this. But no, they, they're like the the paid DLC will be standalone. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't need this expansion pass to get it. And it's like so they haven't completely screwed you. <laughs> I don't know. I I just think Nintendo don't. Nintendo have a tendency of overvaluing themselves, obviously. Yep. But this is just this feels a bit like a piss take. It's too much. Mm. I guess they're seeing what they can get away with. Oh yeah. But yeah. Nintendo don't really have I wouldn't call them the most flexible of uh, outlets. They they tend to come up with something and stick to it. Where like even when it's bad. Yeah. They need to realize that <laughs> you know. Some things are good. Some things are a bit insulting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I haven't seen a single positive opinion on this. It's just. It's just too much. Although I will say the shots of the N sixty four stuff. Hey, they upresed it. <laughs> they're not, they they did some. They put in some work in their N sixty four emulator, whatever it is they're using. It's like it's mm. it's, it's doing a resolution bump. Um. Well, that, that's nice to see. I mean, if it's because they did a decent job with the what they called the mini <laughs> NES and SNES. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so, you know the the N64 mini hasn't materialized, which no. was the rumor for a while. But there's apparently been no physical signs that they're even thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they've got this right. But they've got this. Presumably yeah. a decent. Or uh, their their stab at the N sixty four emulation themselves, having you know, I mean, I doubt they're doing it themselves. I bet they've bought in some technology. Oh yeah, but, probably um, yeah. That's what they did with the others, right? As most people do. Well, we're talking about switching emulators. There was this um, other story floating around that um, uh, I don't know the details exactly. I can't remember them exactly. But there's a Saturn emulator that has been released on Switch as oh, yeah. part of like a. Um, uh, a shmup developers collection they sort of put out a sort of like yeah here's our, here's our game collection and it's got a load of saturn games on it um apparently the emulator that was written for this thing is actually pretty good so people have oh. been have been working to rip this emulator out of this collection um oh, okay. and figure out what it's doing to help improve the saturn scene and it's like yeah okay that's a bit cheeky you probably shouldn't steal emulators but in a weird way. Emulation's kind of the Wild West, right? <laughs> it's kind of it's an odd place to be. It is an odd place, yeah. It's amazing how much effort people put into it. Like they, Oh yeah. You know, it's great. It's great. But you know, there's so much love for keeping these 
old systems and these old games alive. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I mean, not that old in some cases. No, yeah. no, no. Well, yeah, given that the Switch is now emulatable pretty well, which is, yeah. you know, that's, that's dubious ground. Um, Definitely. That's very dubious ground. Um, I, I think it was also a Kotaku article where they were saying that it's like, hey, the PlayStation 2 is now officially retro because it's like 20 years old. So it's <laughs> apparently 20 years is the cutoff. That's, that makes it retro. Yeah. <laughs> I would have said the PS2 was already retro by for quite a while, but, you know. That's me. Anyway, that's... Uh... Yeah. That's not all the Nintendo news, though. In other controversy, let's talk Metroid Dread. Uh, apparently a excellent video game. A good game. Possibly. All told, so, so, so told. Yeah, you know, possibly running into that Nintendo overpriced category. You know, a 50, 50 pound game that's uh, 10 hours and you're done. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird that I, I was just thinking about that actually. It's weird that I think about it in that way because, like, it's not. It's not that I haven't bought games at that price before that I knew going into it would be about six to eight hours long. I've done that. Mm. That was Gears of War. Like, I remember those. Like the first three Gears of War, I lapped up, bought them at launch, and was just like, "Yeah, I know these aren't going to be very long, and I'm probably not going to engage with the multiplayer, but I don't care." And it's like, and then it comes to Metroid, which is a series I. Well, I'm more fond of the Prime games than I am the 2D yeah, ones. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, Prime is my jam. Um, but I'm still quite a fan, I would say. And, yeah, there's still something in me saying, like, or maybe it's just I'm, I'm, an, I'm an adult now. <laughs> I value money more. I don't know. <laughs> but there's still a bit of me that still says, like, oh, the, mm, paying paying a full 50 bucks, 50 quid for a, a 2D Samus... 10-hour game? Hmm. I don't know. The 2D is the problem. That's the, that's why it seems worse. Yeah, it's which is which is a terrible viewpoint, really. I know it's a bad viewpoint, but it's a... Anyway, that aside, um, the controversy is not about that. Um, the controversy is about... Uh, the, the Metroid Dread credits apparently don't include all of the developers that worked on the game. Um, due to a policy at Mercury Steam, who are the developers... Um, mm -hmm. uh, that you have to have been working on the project for twenty five percent or more of it of its length in order to get credited, um, and I kind of think that sucks, right? Because how do you measure the significance of someone's involvement and like by just some arbitrary time slice? It, I mean. It seems wrong. Like, what if you're an artist who did all the work you needed to do, got out, and then your art is in the game and you're not credited? That feels wrong. Like, however small the bit of art you contributed to it, if it's in there... Yeah, I, it seems mean-spirited, doesn't it? Absolutely. Like, wh why not just... I mean, what harm does it do having an, a, a line in the credits? Yeah, like, I mean, I guess it's to try and avoid I mean, the Ubisoft problem, right? Where they have a credit sequence that's literally 45 minutes long. But who cares? I mean... They usually have like production babies <laughs> when they put the names of the babies <laughs> and the people. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Like, I do think video game credit. The Ubisoft problem is like those credits are too long. They are they are too long. There's a lot of people involved in that game, but they shouldn't necessarily make you like 
sit through all of that. They should be listed somewhere. And like the problem with game credits is like in the industry, like they're actually used as a mechanism for figuring out who actually worked on what, right? So in terms of career paths and like the hiring and firing of specific individuals within the right, industry, yeah. credits are important. Hmm. Um, so this, this, yeah, this feels poopy in many ways. Because I was kind of like thinking about this. It's like, okay, so I was watching that Bond film, right? And they credit all, they, like f- films tend to credit their catering teams. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there going like, it's like, well, it's not really, I mean, I know they helped make the film a reality in some way but they're not really making the film right like like, it's like they have actually contributed that they've been they've probably been contracted to come in and just serve food right it's like they're not it's not a creative part of the process unless they're like having to serve bond themed food throughout the entire filming process. Yeah, like, but there's, there's a lot of things that are actually creative, like cameramen. They're not really creative. They've been told oh, what to no, do. That's, that's a little different. There's a, there's a, I mean, so I guess some cameramen can be creative, but it's like, they are directly involved without them. The film isn't possible. Yeah. And so is food. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's where do you draw the line? But it's like, yeah, well, I know, what, I know what you mean. I know, and, and but it, it's tricky. It's, like, it is, it's uh, like the HR departments right, <laughs> for all of Ubisoft, right? It's like I'm pretty sure, and you know, an HR department for a company has absolutely no input on the product. No, but the company couldn't function without them. So do they get credit? It's like I think the only reason you don't see catering credits in a video game for example is because it's part of the building like it's only in film credits because they have to actually have to outsource it but then but then a bit of me wonders like why don't you just say catering by not list the people who are catering (laughs) which 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 seems to happen sometimes um it's like if it's a one-liner totally fine right like i don't know it's 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 difficult i'm not gonna say it's not it's it's a it's a tricky problem um but I, I don't think you've got it right, Mercury's team. It's like not well, not they definitely have. Yeah, <laughs> this other discussion is a different problem. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's a bit crappy. We do not condone your actions here at the Salad Cast. God, don't use that <laughs> phrase again. We've had this discussion. <laughs> I've got it right this time. Come on, GTA trilogy, Grand Theft Auto. So. What what what's the trilogy? <laughs> yes, which one? Like is GTA three? three. They are starting um, from three. Yes, of course. Yeah, so right. it's it's the three D trilogy right. Right. leading up to um, you know pre five. I'm pretty sure we already knew about this, right? It had been heavily rumored, <laughs> heavily rumored, but it's not it, now. It's kind of officially confirmed. But what is um, it? They just they're just bundling that together and making that a product. Yeah, we don't exactly know what's going on. So yeah, it's got 3, it's got 4, it's got 5. Uh, sorry, I've wait 3 <laughs> Vice City and San Andreas. That's the one. It's the 3 era. 4's yes. not in this. That's it. That's it. It stops at 4. Um it's so the, it, it's the the free trilogy. The free trilogy. <laughs> the yeah. Two games. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that engine probably. Yeah, cuz it's not because when yeah, was yeah so it's not four because four they would have then had to have thrown in liberty city stories right um well they wouldn't have had to but about, <laughs> about the gay tony and like well so they're calling this the, it's not, okay it's not just called gta trilogy it's called like grand theft auto trilogy definitive edition which is a really stupid name um 
but GTA Three is old. Ass yeah, game. man. I mean, it's primitive. Like, I mean, there's GTA standards. There's, there's, there's talk. The story, the last, the last story I saw on this was that uh, there's they are doing work to make the feel of the older games closer to the feel of GTA Five. So there is work being done. Um, I mean, it'd be hard work to make GTA Three feel like San Andreas. To be honest. <laughs> mm. Like I know it's the same engine, but like yeah, it's definitely it came effort, a long right? fucking way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely effort. Um, so I don't know if they've made it hundred percent clear exactly how much of a remaster this is. If it's like a ground up GTA Five level job, then whoo boy, <laughs> don't think so. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be that. It's those are too big. Those games are too big. Um, but it would be really nice, right? What to have those in the quality of GTA Five? That's impossible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just wouldn't even make sense. Because, Especially given like, that GTA Six is apparently like the reveal of GTA Six is apparently like just around the corner. Really? Yeah. Where where's that rumored? I just read, generally. Yeah, I read that a few weeks back. But um, I'm as always super curious because they just alternate between New York and LA. Uh, are they going to alternate again? Is it going to be Liberty City again or? Or they, they're stuck. Like, I always wonder what they're going to do. London. They should, they should always I, just go back to London. I know it couldn't work. It couldn't <laughs> I work. I know it couldn't work. But just, GTA but just, is a but it's not really London society. Right? Yeah, but it's not really London. That's the thing. They could just mess with it. Americundan. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't think they'll ever do it. I think they're stuck. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. So let, let's see. Or I suppose what they could do is do I mean, is, like, is this why places all of go America. To... <laughs> well, yeah, is this is why places like go to Mexico and like Latin America, is it? Because it's equally wild. Well, you know, there is always Vice City again. I mean, Well, yeah. that's the problem, is that Vice City was fine because Miami was a reasonable size to do in that engine. But once it got to the size of four and, and five, like Miami's too, too small a city to, to to set a GTA game in yeah, when it, you've done the whole of, well, San, you know, the yeah, but uh, that, that basically it includes the surrounding area. Not it's not just a city. Yeah, there could yeah, be, but there could there's be multiple nothing interesting cities. about. It's just Florida. Well, there's, just arguably not, there's arguably quite a large <laughs> chunk of the GTA Five map that's not very interesting, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could go to Orlando. It doesn't have to be just Miami, you know. But that's the thing. That's not and you know Universal Studios. It's much cultural kind of cachet, right? I mean, yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, there's not as much as many you know crime movies and stuff set there where, where in the same way as like New York and, and, and Los Angeles. Yeah, I don't think that matters. Either. Boston. <laughs> Just go to Boston. Like, yeah, it's just, too just, small. They, <laughs> they've screwed themselves they've, by doing the biggest cities where the most cultural cachet is. In, but it's not like America. those cities were real life sized, though, right? They're, they're a micro. No, that's true. The city. They could still make they could still make New York or, or or LA bigger. Yeah, which is what they did already because they did New York for. Um, for GTA 3 and yeah, yeah. Uh, LA for San Andreas and then they did it again for 4 and and then 5. Are they going to do it again? Is it like New York but like actual life-size this time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean Vice is Vegas, right? Isn't it? So they... No, Vice is, um, is uh, Miami, right? Oh, Vegas was oh. in Vegas was in San Andreas because they did the whole state uh, so they had... Oh, not that not that not that Las Vegas is in the same nope. state as Los Angeles, but it's in the next state over. But yeah, uh, they did. Uh, they squeezed Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Las Vegas into 
well, at the time was a huge map, but now those cities are hilariously tiny. <laughs> sure. Especially San Francisco, I'd say, is not very big. What's it called? San Fierro. Mm, can't remember. GTA. I never really got San Andreas. Well, I never really got into any of the three era games, particularly. Vice City was the best one. And I didn't massively get into. I think San Andreas is the one I put the most time into, but then just yeah. reached a point where it's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling this. And then there's missions in that. If you're trying to play through San Andreas, there's missions in that that are so annoying that they can just. Well, stop I found the that. Progress. I found that in four. That was my problem with four. It's like I like. I mean, yeah, it's outside the trilogy. So, like, I I put more, a lot more time into four than I did any of the probably previous three put together, but then mm. reached a point that I was just a really, really annoying mission and just couldn't be asked with it anymore. Yeah. Um, and I had to do that one mission to get through, and it just wasn't fun anymore. So yeah, it, it, and, fair uh, enough. Fell off the whole game. Um, There's always you, one stupid mission, like fa- famously in San Andreas. It's like. Or, and like even in Vice City, there's one where you have to fly little radio control helicopters around a, a building site that's hard. And then they did it again in San Andreas with little radio control like World War One biplanes or something in <laughs> San Francisco. And that was like famously annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what it was in four that got got people stuck. I mean, I don't think it was the mission. I think the mission. I I got stuck on a mission that was you started off doing a bit of sniping on top of a building, and then you had to go down. And then, oh, I remember. and then it was an approach to like a what looked like a hangar, I guess. And you, I think it was where you first acquire the rocket launcher in the game. Um, so you could blow a few things up, but then the problem I had with that mission is I would always get to that point. There was no checkpoints mid mission, right? So I'd always get to that mm. point, um, having done the sniping bit, start making my approach, blow some stuff up, and then out of nowhere, just randomly explode myself. Like I just could never see where it came from. I could never see exactly what what was triggering this explosion. I don't know if the floor was weirdly mined or what. There was no indication of what was going on. I would just die randomly every time. And it was just like, nope, I'm out. If I can't see what's happening, and I've tried this like 10 times now, and it's happened to the same thing has happened every time, I don't know what I'm yep. doing. I don't know what you Fair. want me to do, game. Yeah. So I got I got angry and... And stopped. <laughs> Fair enough. I did not want to go bowling. <laughs> Everyone always complained about that, but I just muted my own freaking cousin. Yeah, I just blocked him. It's like real life. Turn it on silent. <laughs> GTA trilogy. Um so, talking about old games, uh, Halo 2 has had a uh, the Master Chief Collection version. It has had a graphics pass similar to what they did to the original graphics of Halo 1 in Master Chief Collection. So now, Halo 2 in, I guess you'd call it the vintage mode or, or the legacy, the, the original graphics mode, not the anniversary mode, um, is now much, much closer to the OG Xbox look. Um, then was in Master Chief. So I didn't even know about this because it seemed like there was a bit of a kerfuffle that was made of the original Halo graphics not being right Yeah, in Master Chief. I didn't realize that the Halo 2 ones were off as well. I guess because yeah. I always play, I, I guess I'd never didn't really use the uh, legacy graphics mode because I, I th- I've, the anniversary touch up for Halo 2 was really very good. 
Yeah, it was um, way better than the Halo 1 one. That's yeah, for sure. so, I, so I ended up just playing through in anniversary mode. Um, Me all too. The time. I played that recently and it was good. Yeah. Well, um, I say recently, six months ago. Sure. But yeah, just didn't didn't peg the. I don't know, it didn't seem to be much news. It didn't seem to be much that, that Halo 2 actually suffered really badly. And it's like, yeah, as it turns out, it suffers really badly. Like, I mean, you're kind of, you might as well just assume that everything in Rusty's collection is fucked up somehow yeah, and it's fixing. Because <laughs> that is pretty much how that's gone. But I didn't realise it was just how bad. Like, the, the funniest one for me is that there was no shadow or active lighting in cutscenes. None. So, like, coloured light sources weren't a thing. Like, the the shadowing on the ground like specular lighting on master chief's armor and how it was like how scenes were designed so he would walk out of shadows at times and stuff just lose all right. of their all of their power oh, i see and it's like there were transitions between scenes that were originally done as fades that would just become cuts and things like that uh, that, that were missing and been brought back in cutscenes seemed to suffer the worst as it turned out like that it seems like a lot of the actual main game was still relatively okay um But yeah, um, the, yeah, it's just just some serious serious mistakes. Um, it's, it's like it sounds like it's a classic tale of they started from what they thought was the easiest version to port, which was the Vista version of Halo Two. Oh right, which oh, okay. had it had in itself Who did was that a port. port oh, oh, that might be was it Gearbox? No, Gearbox but... did the Halo One. I don't know who did yeah. the Halo Two port. Um, yeah, not a clue, but um, yeah, it might, I think they picked up some some issues from that, um, and then added their own suite of issues. <laughs> but good on them for going back and fixing it. That's um, strong work. Needed to be done. I mean, it didn't need to be done really because you could just play Halo Two on the, on an Xbox on an OG. You could just get a disc of Halo Two, and I think you can put it into a Series X, and it will work. You know. Wow. <laughs> Got one of those somewhere. <laughs> Most yeah. people did <laughs> from that era. You probably got a couple. I think I've got a couple. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I've got. I think I've got an an, an original case version, and I've got the steel book version. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I never thought Halo Two like Halo Two. The effects got better, but like I always thought it didn't look quite as good overall as yeah, Halo 1 because the, the, they reduced the poly count and like added loads of bump mapping and it didn't quite work. Poly count was down, bump mapping wasn't as good as the normal map technique as before, although it, was, yeah. it wasn't bad in places. Um, the no. actors, and, but the gameplay was refined enough that it was... Oh, yeah, it was a um, game. Yeah, an, imp- an, imp- an improvement on the raw shooting. Um, mm. Things were a bit brown. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's some brown levels. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... Uh, but yeah, that's cool if it's fixed up to be more authentic. Mm. But still, I like the new graphics for Halo Two. Yeah, yeah, Halo Two anniversary is great. Where's my Halo Three anniversary? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see them have a go. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad looking. Oh no, 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 no! Halo Three is still it upscales really well. Um, yeah, but I'd like to see them have a go. Compared to Halo Two original, Halo Three looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is this is another one of those moments where I I, oh man, I hope Halo Infinite's good. I hope it's good. Oh, I know. I mean, it's looking like the multiplayer could be good, even if the campaign <laughs> is bad. Yeah, I mean, it's had some. It's 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 apparently been glitchy fun times <laughs> during yeah, the test yeah. flights, but yeah, right. um, but yeah, it's got promise. Uh, 
so there's that. Um, so Toshihiro Nagoshi and Daisuke Sato are leaving Ryuga Gatoku Studio, uh, which translation translated the Yakuza guys. Um, so these uh. are these are the founding members of that studio, um, and are probably. Uh, <laughs> As I've mentioned to the guys before the podcast, they're probably the most Sega-ass Sega guys that are still at Sega. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so it's a shame they're leaving. Um, Do we know where they're going? Or no, I don't think it's been been mentioned what they're up to exactly. But it's um, so it's a bit of a shame because I've become quite a fan of Yakuza. Like yeah, like the early yeah. ones are a bit rough. The, like three was a little little hard to go back to, having played the Kiwami games, but. Um, mm-hmm. Man, those two Kiwami games, they are great. Um, and I really want to play Judgment, and I really want to play Lost Judgment as well, and I can't wait to get through the whole season until I get to Yakuza 7. Or, um, was it like... A, like It's not called 7, it's like a dragon. Um, like, I, I, yeah. I, like, I just... If it weren't for other games happening and me putting arbitrary limits on how much Yakuza I spend my time in, it's like I'd be... It would be all I, Yakuza I would all be the time. binging it. Um... <laughs> Because because I just I cannot get enough. <laughs> They're really good. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope the 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 reinvention of, of like a dragon is in, is in good hands from here on. Um, because that studio does work. They've made a lot of games in a short space of time. Uh, so there's that, and finally. Finally, to me, anyway. So I reckon Zach's got one of those. Like, oh, by the way, I've got this other thing. Uh, Ubisoft aren't done with the battle royale concept. They've, uh, I mean, they, this year, in fact, they've had kind of a, a relatively high-profile failure in Hyperscape, um, which they had hyped um, for a while, being as as being like this is our take on the battle royale formulator. For, formulator mm. formula. It's all in it's all in cyberspace, and it's uh, it's all about movement, and it's about crazy abilities and uh, and mutations and things happening in the in over the course of a map. And it's like, yeah, all right, these seem like solid ideas, but you're entering a very crowded space. And mm. as it turns out, they entered a very crowded space, and no one cared. Um, <laughs> so Hi- hyperscape hasn't really done anything um, hmm. did not go well um, I'm not sure that's necessarily the game's fault it looked okay but the um, yeah you're just entering a space where you, you've got Fortnite you've got Apex and those two kind of rule you know PUBG is still about Warzone is Call of Duty's biggest thing right yeah um, now and it's uh, yeah, it's boy. It's I can see why they would why management would want a piece of that pie, but it's like gamers don't change necessarily. When they find a game they like like that, they tend to stay with it, and it's that's what's happened. So they're going to try again against all of that that knowledge and wisdom that I just imparted upon you. Uh, this time they feel like it needs a needs a bit of the Clance, needs a bit of Tom Clancy all over it, needs a bit of Ghost Recon. <laughs> <laughs> break out the clans well, <laughs> obviously clans. <laughs> because obviously that's real cheap to make because they already have all the assets yeah yeah, it just, yeah. I, I cannot see I that up my clans li- texture library <laughs> yeah 
I mean, I, I can't see that working, right? They could, they could use what, <laughs> what Wildlands or whatever that last Ghost Recon game. They could just pull all of that world data in. They could put all of the characters and, and weaponry in, and it could just be an absolute, just like, yeah, let's just let's just crap this out, man. And it's like, I mean, no, no one, but everyone would know, right? Everyone would know you've just crapped. I think this everyone out. does already know. Yeah. <laughs> like no one's excited by the concept of the Tom Clancy universe any longer where it's just like it's just dudes with guns that's not yeah. interesting yeah. I mean it's not I don't think they've told a, a a good enough a good enough Clancy-esque story is it there's no there's but no mystery the, or intrigue yeah, in but, them and it's like okay the division might be the closest they've come but those but, stories aren't for the people who play Battle Royale no <laughs> yeah no, there's no true. crossover in that market no, really there really isn't This this seems ill conceived, as every battle royale out for the last two years has been. I mean, there's still yeah. what was it? There's that vampire one as well, isn't it? Like, isn't Vampire the Masquerade one of their games? Is a is it Bloodfall? Yeah, maybe something like that. Like that's going to be a battle royale as well, but with vampire powers. So, like, I guess maybe that's got a slight twist. But Hyperscape's twist wasn't enough, so I don't think Bloodfall's twist is going to be enough. Stop it with Battle Royales. Stop it. Too many people tried when it first became a thing. And it was a problem for them then. I don't know what right. makes you, I don't know what makes you think now is any different. Yeah, but Ubisoft is, yeah. that's just what they do. They make they they try to make things too late, like they did with the with ship battling, and <laughs> like they came into that too late. And oh yeah, it didn't happen. I suppose you're right. Yeah. What happened to that? Did they release they that? They cancelled no, that. No, that got cancelled. Oh, they yeah. cancelled it. Well, no, it didn't get cancelled. Well, it got, it's it's it technically delayed. delayed indefinitely, so which means no one's right, working right. on it right now. Um, was it Skull and Bones? That was it. Yeah. Um, well, they, they, well, they just took the Assassin's Creed for ship combat and made a game out of it. That's right. Which in itself, Except they didn't. Not a bad idea. But not a bad they, idea. But, <laughs> I, but they took too long to get to it. Yeah. Mm. Because they saw other people doing it first, and they were like, "Oh shit, we should have done that." Oh shit, it's too late. Venice, <laughs> not in, in terms of you know, if we're talking crowded marketplaces, not that much in that space actually ended up happening in the end. Yeah, but that's because it's a it's a crowded market space because it's a small market space. Not many people are that interested. <laughs> I in want to read really battles. Battle. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, World of Battleships became a thing. Sure, that's not exact. Well, no, I guess that is quite naval. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say it's, it's less naval, but it is most, pretty naval. It's most naval. <laughs> Do you know what I meant? Like, it's the most naval. <laughs> it's not exactly the same kind of game as the concept of the Ubisoft. Rivals. No, 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 true. It's verging slightly more towards the RTS side of things, but no, not really. But not really, yeah. <laughs> well, World of Battleships, I guess, skews slightly closer to what I envisaged Dreadnought was. If you remember, I spoke about that quite a few times because it seemed like a cool concept in my head, like space battleship fighting team tactical sort of thing developed by Jaeger. I like Jaeger. Yeah, that thing kind of came, came to be nothing. So... <laughs> And that's the news, or is it? Not quite. I mean, there we go. Kind of. There we go. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, it's it, the October time is time to have Minecon, where we can get more news about things which aren't going to be in Minecraft for probably more than a goddamn year. <laughs> yeah, I, I ex explicitly sort of skipped over any Minecon news because it's 
But I just found it funny because, like, as you as they've done for the past, I don't know how many Minecons they've done this ad. There was the there was the vote for what new mob is going to get in. What does that mean? What do I mean by mob? I mean enemy, essentially. Enemy. Oh, okay. Well, they can right. be they can be friendly, I guess, but mm. NPC, okay. <laughs> kind of. But like they have the they have the big vote for like which one of these three are we going to make real and we're going to put in the game? But like. They're having this thing, and the one that won last year, like the Mountain Goats, still isn't in. <laughs> right. It's, like, it's still, still an entire year's gone by, and they still haven't managed to put in the last one. Because they're not licensed the Mountain Goat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, like, the weird delays with 1.18 or whatever, where they split it in two because it was too big, and then... and Because I talked about this before, where it's like, all every time that this happens, where it's just like, it's been an entire year and they still haven't got the Mountain Goats in... It only continues to reinforce the weird perception that it seems like only about two people are working on Minecraft, right. even though it's like a billion dollar thing and it's owned by Microsoft. It's like, where, how how are there how is there so little actual functional things happening? I mean, they, they are making a lot of content in these patches, but it just seems like it's way slower than it should be. Right? Because didn't they can the whole the super duper graphics update or did that end up getting sort of like just sort of patched in in, don't in know. bits over time yeah i don't know what the full graphics update situation actually is because obviously i don't pay attention to the real version of Minecraft no, no, no. or whatever because <laughs> mm. right, I, yeah, yeah. I, I just remember them making a big deal of that and being all like hey look look at what we're doing we're adding like we're adding sun rays yep. look at all these sun rays we're adding the graphics mods that you already have obviously <laughs> yeah and we're making it official and then that kind of didn't happen and then and then RTX came out instead. Well, yeah, I guess if you can say that that's instead, it's not really. I mean, did, did, not did, something did, everyone can have. No, and is, and is Minecraft RTX even in line with? Is it a graphics mode that's just in main Minecraft, or do you have to get the RTX? I think version? it's a separate version. Yeah, which kind of sucks in itself. Although that's like, not necessarily too bad for Minecraft because there's a lot. They tend to Minecraft has launchers where you just toggle between the different types. I mean the javascript one well the java one does especially but that's that's more because you need to do that to be able to get the different versions for the mods right yeah (laughs) but here's the other bit of news that is related to this whole discussion when because a few months ago there was an email sent out where they're they're basically getting rid of mojang accounts because they're just going to be microsoft accounts now sure obviously makes sense so if, if you have a mojang account for minecraft now you just have to convert it or apply Link it to a it. microsoft account yeah. and that's where minecraft goes but they've now on in this minecon announced that if that when you do that you now just get access to both versions oh nice so if you have if you had java minecraft now you do just get the other one <laughs> wow oh, that's good that's pretty generous what i assume for pc well um, apparently i mean they they implied that it's just if you, you get if a you, code for some wherever you want well it. they've impl- they applied implied that it's for people who are doing that account upgrade so i mean i guess that does back that applies the other way as well because at some point it would have been mojang accounts on the xbox version sure so those people will, will also get java <laughs> huh I mean that's that's good of them. I mean it, it it's because it was kind of awkward, right? If you'd already bought, yeah, uh, like you, I suppose, bought Java edition. Although and there then... was that time period where they were just like, if you launch the Windows one now or whatever, you get it. There was that small window where they just gave you the okay. Microsoft one. Huh. 
but obviously I didn't have the right version of Windows to be able to do that anyway. So oh, does it, it only didn't run help on, me. Does it only run on 10? Yeah. Oh, wow. I believe so. Or at, least it, at least it does now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did when they first did that, did the get it for free period. Huh. All right. I sort of didn't expect that anymore. Because games coming out now still mostly run on 7. <laughs> well, it's getting less. Yeah, well, because 7's out of support. It's well, like sure. it's, it's a dead product now, but no one wants that hassle if they can avoid it. But yeah, so that's that's the weird shit that's going on with Minecraft where there continues to appear to not be enough people working on it somehow. And then the only other bit, well, there's a bit of news about a game I've been playing, which we'll get to in a minute or two, I'm sure, but the only other bit of, not really news, but just a random thing I saw on, on YouTube, which I thought was funny for us, is there's been a new discovery in Final Fantasy VII speedrunning that, let, <sighs> that lets you skip calm. <laughs> what, what? You can skip the whole Nimble High flashback. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's that's a big skip. Well, it's like 20 minutes, technically, but oh, right. <laughs> it seems uh, longer. I, I guess if you're speedrunning it, yes. <laughs> but yeah, they've discovered, finally discovered a way around that. You, you don't want to skip the Nibbleheim flashback, though, because other than <laughs> other than the story about Mr. Dolphin, that's the most popular bit of Final Fantasy VII, if our stats are to go by. <laughs> Except it's the exact opposite. It's because, like, as this video was pointing out about it, it's just like... It's the exact worst thing for speedrunning, where it's just all your... There's no gameplay. You're just pushing A to skip through text boxes yeah, for, like, yeah, 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be frame-perfect days, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess. Or you just hold, hold down an auto key. <laughs> oh, that's cheating, surely. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what the what the rules are for that kind of... Like, like having a controller long... that just auto-fires every 60 well, times a second. Yeah, I guess it probably is illegal for like the battle system because yeah. you probably could just a your way through most of five thirty seven. <laughs> yeah but yeah it's a it's a it's a weird skip where it's just like you you have to get on the chocobo which means you do have to go past carb to get to the chocobo farm and then come back hmm. and then you have to trick it into thinking that you're on the other side of the swamp but not in the cave because you remember how you need the chocobo to get across the swamp because there's that swamp monster thing that just kills sure. you. Yeah. But if you go across the swamp, there's that tiny patch of land where the entrance to the cave is. And they thought about this in like the programming of the game, where if you get off the chocobo there, because at this point in the game, normally when you get off a chocobo, it just runs away. Yeah. But if it did that while you were there, you'd be stuck. Yeah, so, so, so the chocobo stays. So the chocobo stays. So first thing you have to do is trick the game to thinking that you're on the other side of the swamp when you're not, hmm. so that the chocobo will stay if you get off it. Okay. Then you run to this specific point on the map, which unloads the area. Well, no, it's far enough away from calm that it will unload. So you go there, you get off the chocobo, which saves your position, essentially. You get back on the chocobo, you ride all the way back to calm, you ride all the way back, so it unloads and reloads the area that you've saved your chocobo exit position. And then when you get off the chocobo, you just clip under the map, and then you just walk across the river. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, weird. So it actually skips not just calm, I guess, but like a little bit more, because then you go you go into Junon and you get straight to Mr. Dolphin, essentially. Mr. Dolphin! So you, it does kind of skip... Some of that, I don't know if you... I This video didn't go into specifics about like how much you have to go back to pick up specific items or anything. Right, yeah. Because the thing is, going into the Mr. Dolphin sequence also allows you to get the PHS, because otherwise you don't get the PHS, because that's where you get it in Calm at the end of that sequence. Oh, weird. 
but weirdly, in a weirdly helpful coincidence, in the Mr. Dolphin sequence, Barrett takes away the VHS so it doesn't get wet. So it triggers the giving it to you again oh, at the end of that I sequence. <laughs> Huh. It's like it's it's a very convenient fix to that whole speedrunning exploit that like somehow lines up really nicely. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. So there you go. That's that's the state of speedrunning Final Fantasy Seven. I mean, it's annoying, presumably, for all the speedrunners for a different reason because it's like, well, balls all of the times are going to get blown out of the water. Sure. I mean, I, I guess like. I mean, isn't speedrunning FF7 is a weird one, right? Because, like, okay, surely, and I guess they're not really missing out on many levels by skipping calm, right? I mean, like, you can beat that it, game at, like, level five if you do it right. There's all kinds you? of weird glitches huh. and tricks. Because, uh, yeah, it seems so, I guess playing it normally, the, the games like that always seem so, like, your level seems so important. And it's like, well, how do you, how do you speedrun, like, a level one? <laughs> like, well, you can. Huh. I mean, the, the, this skip is more important for like the console version because apparently the PC version is just all wrong warps. You could just break the PC version is way more broken. You could just skip the entire game and it's like you, you get you're finished in like two hours. <laughs> wow. Whereas the console one is a little bit longer. Huh. So the real real PlayStation version. Yeah. So By like, PC version, do you mean like the original release PC version? Like, I would assume so. Or the the the, the remaster, I bet the, quote unquote remaster they put out. Well, yeah, I don't know if they did fix any of these kind of bugs. Hmm. But yes, Final Fantasy VII definitely has a lot of what are basically like game state updates, where it's just like you, you just walk into this town and then you've entered this part of the game, and it doesn't really check whether you, whether you came from maybe, the previous part. Maybe you should or not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can. It's easy to happen, right? Yeah, very easy to have been programmed that way because it's just easy. Yeah, trigger script when here. And that's more or less the news, apart from for the game that I've been playing a bit. Do you want to announce that that's what we're about to talk about? <laughs> what are we about to talk about, Zach? <laughs> What I've been playing in this last two weeks. Except, is? Except not exactly, because I've, I've been playing a little bit of Satisfactory because they've been talking about the next update, Update 5, it's called. Update? I mean, not it's out. Not, yeah, it's still not, not out. It's Update 5 of Early Access. Okay. But yeah, they've been talking about that, so I've been playing it a bit, but not you know, not that much. And not... I mean, I in some ways I was like, maybe I... Because I had been playing it earlier this year, I guess. And I was like, well, maybe I should go back into that and like get ready for update five or whatever. Because the thing is, the, at this point, the updates are focused on like kind of the later end of the game, obviously, because they've done, they're done with the content in the earlier parts of the game. So it's like, could I just get this saved to a point where I'll actually be able to see it if this new stuff? But yeah, so I've been playing that a little bit. But the um, the thing that I wanted to say about what they're talking about update five, apart from it just generally having more stuff, although not really functional stuff it's more like decorative stuff hmm. which is kind of nice because as i said even back in the alpha it's like you can make these giant ugly looking sheds out of these two different types of walls that you have <laughs> but now you have more <laughs> but yeah they're, they're doing an update with as part of update five that does a lot of like quite ridiculous quality of life things which is which is 
really nice. It's it's one of those kinds of things where it, where you look at it and you're like, this is how game development should be. They're just making it just like better. With it's, it's a, I can see it being a challenge though in factory games though, right? Because there must we've talked about this before. There must be a careful balancing act to walk between making things easy versus making it still be sort of a game. Well, um, I mean, the thing is that like Satisfactory always had like it didn't really care very much about certain things. Like you could always just clip conveyor belts for each other. They didn't care, <laughs> right? Because that would be probably really difficult to detect with their like right. weird spline system or mm. whatever. That would probably just be a big hassle. So it never really bothered checking if conveyors clipped. But now they're sort of they've already they've previously <laughs> what about the stuff on the conveyors that they didn't <laughs> just physics off the sides. No, of... <laughs> the stuff on the conveyors doesn't have physics. It's just an image, essentially. <coughs> but they they previously announced in one of the other update five videos that they're basically allowing you to clip anything through anything pretty much. I think I already talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, that sounds familiar. The idea of like soft and hard clipping, where oh, just yeah. like buildings can't clip into each other, but conveyor belts can clip through everything essentially. Huh. So they're kind of freeing that up even more. I mean, even walls. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, basically, because I mean, uh, the walls barely even exist in that game anyway. Huh. In some ways, and it's not like anything has physics. You can build everything on a floating platform if you want. I mean, that seems kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but it's like again, it's you're you're making the game about the literal like numbers game of the factory, not about constructing it so much because it's already quite inconvenient to construct the whole thing in three D. They're just like freeing it up slightly more because hmm. there are situations even if you're not. Even if you're not doing something completely ridiculous, like clipping conveyor belts for each other or through buildings, there are the occasional things that you, that you'll notice where it's just like this is slightly awkward. Like when you're doing a curved conveyor around the corner of a building, it can't clip through the very corner because it sticks out into the like the inner curve of the conveyor belt. If you see what I mean, right? If you're doing a ninety degree corner, oh, I see. Okay, and then there's like certain there's like the basic constructor. You, if you put it on a foundation, because the foundation sort of locks you onto a grid, kind of, and you, you'll build the constructor and you'll put one down, you'll be like, oh, look, this fits nicely inside the width of one foundation. So if I build another foundation next to it and put another constructor, they line up. And it's like, oh, that's nice. Mm. But then at the edge of that, on the edge of the foundation with the constructor on it, normally you'd be able to put a wall on the edge of the foundation, but the constructor clips and prevents the wall from being built there. Oh, and it's super annoying. So yeah. instead you have to build like the constructors on the middle of two foundations and have everything offset by half a square or whatever. Mm. So now you'll probably just be able to build the wall and it'll be fine. It's like, I, I just worry about the, the, the visual more than anything. It's like <laughs> things are clipping through things. Yeah, but all the time. It's a matter of like how much you care. <laughs> it's yeah, just like, I guess. If you want it to look nice, then do it properly. And if you don't care, just make a giant spaghetti fest as people do. I kind of thought like the developer might want it to look nice though for screenshots. <laughs> well, I mean they can make their screenshots look nice as, yeah. as they do in their videos, I guess. And then the other thing that's the other quality of life things that are being introduced is well, first they're making a, a lot more snapping happen. So like when you're when you're building a pipeline and you're building a pipe junction that will actually snap to align with the ports on the buildings. Okay. Yep. Whereas before you had to like eyeball it if you wanted it to try and be straight, which was kind of awkward. Yeah. 
And the same applies for like conveyor belts with splitters. They will line up to the conveyor ports on the buildings, and like buildings conveyor ports will line up with each other. Okay, Makes they sense. they kind of already did, but not fully. So mm. now it's much more easy to do. And then there's the thing that they call zooping. <laughs> Sorry, zooping. You got the zoop things, which was, was, they... wasn't Super Genesis era puzzle game. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but it's basically drag building. Like you just drag a line of foundations out. You can only do 10 at a time, whereas there's mods that let you do like an entire plane <laughs> simultaneously. So it's it's like it's the semi-legitimate version of those mods being integrated into the base game. So what is it? Wait, what, what does it do? I'm so I'm confused. You just you draw a line out, like drag a line of foundations in a row instead of mm. having to place each one individually. Oh, so I it see. makes building big things much quicker. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like road building in SimCity kind of thing. Yeah, like they basically. Just, like you just draw lines. Yeah. But it, Zooping? Yes, but it applies to like all the foundations and the walls and like fences oh, and like sure. stackable conveyor poles. So if you want to build a big stack of conveyors, <laughs> right. you can just zoop. <laughs> <laughs> why, but why only work like in a line? Why not Why not the plane? It is the plane. I mean, it's a line in 3D. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. No, any, but I mean, like, the axis. <laughs> but, but, right, oh, but if, mean, I, if I wanted to make a square. Right, yeah. yes. I don't know why they didn't implement that themselves. I don't yeah. like the ten item limit that they have seems like real low. So if it, if if for some reason they decided ten items was the limit, then doing a two dimensional square would actually be good. That'd be like three by three. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there is a mod that does basically the same thing, but much bigger, where you can just it's a little more difficult to use because obviously in the, in the official one it will just be like click and drag, mm. and you just make a line. Whereas in the mod, it's like you have to click the starting square and then like scroll wheel the two dimensions outwards okay yeah <laughs> so it's more powerful but slightly more complicated yeah it just seems like a maybe there's some technical reason why they're limiting it but then if the mod can do it like i mean maybe they're just maybe. is this one of those arguments where it's like this is the we're trying to game this a little bit and so we're pulling back a little bit yeah here, but putting like... some restrictions on <laughs> but that's that one seems arbitrary yeah maybe or maybe it's just maybe this is just a case of it being like this is their first implementation and eventually it will just become better. Mm. Like a lot of these these we'll, little mini quality of life yeah, things. We'll happen. see how it goes. We'll see how people use it. Yeah. <laughs> well Ouija does customer service. <laughs> but a lot of a lot of these this it seems like update this update five is mainly stuff like that all the quality of life things not really so much content there is a little bit and as i said there's aesthetic content mm. they're even doing a slight map update in some areas which will really screw people somewhat <laughs> what happens if they load their you know their world and it's moved <laughs> well, there's, there's there's two different things that are specific specifically coming in update five that might screw you in on that front is like they're doing a map update into one part of the map but supposedly it's it's only really going to update like the trees and plants, not the actual like terrain geometry. Okay. So you might right. suddenly have a bunch of trees sticking through your factory, but then you can just go cut them uh, down okay. and it's fine. Mm. Right, that's all right. Where, and, and but then the other thing which is slightly going to screw people more is they're now implementing train collision. Because before they just phase through each other. Mm. <laughs> but now they can glide. So if you load your factory and suddenly all your trains derail, <laughs> then yeah, <laughs> that might be slightly awkward. No, that's oh. a, that, although that sounds like a positive improvement that should probably be there well 
Sure. Unless you want to go full on like railroad tycoon. But. I mean, yeah. I think the the main reason why it was why it seems more awkward is just that they also didn't have the options to control the trains as well, which they're also implementing now. Right, signaling like, and stuff. Yeah, proper signaling and like conditional loading at stations and that kind of thing, so you can more easily operate the trains. Cool. They're even updating the vehicle pathfinding thing to work slightly better, except they. For some reason, they don't seem to be implementing like conditional loading on vehicles, which it would make those more useful. I kind of want... I mean, I know I'd be terrible at it, but a bit of me kind of, kind of wants someone to come up with something that... A, a way of making these games mildly competitive that isn't the way OTT does it, <laughs> the way that Open Transport Tycoon does it. I mean... The only other the only other way is to make it a speed run, right? It's a race to the to who can which make is, the most complicated thing faster. Which is pretty much what all the OTT is, right? Is well, like who builds fastest wins? Yeah, uh, kind of. I mean, there is uh, there is a marginal amount of like the markets, kind of, but it's not very much in open transport taking. No, I mean, you can tweak that so it is extreme. Yeah, and also. Well, no, I guess that is the, it is the same of just like you have to know how it works to be able to do it as efficiently as possible, yeah. and that's just what those games are, <laughs> which is sometimes kind of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so that's more or less all I played of Satisfactory. Just a little bit getting back into my factory and being like, "What the hell was I even doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's a new save again. I mean. Uh, I think I started this one earlier this year, so I'd only got to like the steel phase. I've never actually built a train in Satisfactory, so all these train updates are not even things that I'm especially knowledgeable about. Right, right. I've got to the point of being able to build trains because it's like the last part of the steel phase, which is like tier six or something out of eight. So I've I've had the ability to build them. I've just never had a reason to, essentially. Yeah. Mainly because by that point in the game, scaling everything up so much just takes so fucking long. Sure. <laughs> I kind of mean, are you getting a bit of the like early accesses with it, and that it's like because you don't they, want they, to do ma- anything that they might update. Well, yeah, or or more to or the other side of it, it's like they seem to be making good progress. I'm happy to wait. Well, kind of, and also I'd like to go back to multiplayer and none of these updates have had any adjustments to the multiplayer which has always okay. been quite a jank Right. so as soon as they get like dedicated servers and, and just make the multiplayer work better, yeah, that okay. would be a thing that I'm sure we'll go back to yeah, I can see that being a big draw because that will make it much quicker to build things <laughs> when you have at least two people working on it someone can go go across the other side of the map and build a train station <laughs> And that would make sense. Ship the resources to where you want them. So that's that. Um, I've also been playing Dyson Sphere program still. Of course. Grinding away at the achievements. Significantly slower, of course, after the initial burst, where you're just like, oh, and all these... But even though I did start a new game, it's like you get a shit done them right, quite quickly right at the start. And of course, all the ones that are like the fail states, where it's like you do them all right at the start as well, <laughs> because it's quite easy to set those up. But yeah, I'm now in the sort of I've just got to the point of starting to think about building the Dyson Sphere again, and I'm like, yep, now I'm getting into the into the slower part. Mainly because I'm at the point where I'm just like, now I need to design these whole bases. At this point, I should probably have a lot more of this blueprinted. <laughs> right. Does Dyson Sphere support 
Dyson Sphere. I did it again, didn't I? Dyson Sphere. The Dyson Sphere. The Dyson Sphere. Uh, does, that, does it have a blueprinting system? Then? Yeah, they put that in like the last patch. It's it's a little bit awkward because unlike Factorio's one, uh, it doesn't let you overlap things that already exist. Because in Factorio, if you have a if you have a blueprint. Well, if you say you make like sequential blueprints where you're like you build the low tech version and then you have a blueprint that like upgrades it later with like oh, okay. new belts and stuff, huh. you can do that in Factorio, but you can't in Dyson Sphere. Like, if there's anything overlapping at all, even if it's literally the same building in the same place, it doesn't allow it to build that blueprint. You know, Factorio one sounds kind of cool. It's like I don't know if I've heard of that, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's why that's why I always said at the time where it's just like all these other games that had started implementing blueprints, it's like, oh, but Factorio has got you beat forever because it's just the best. It, yeah, that's <laughs> neat. But then, then, of course, that leads to the other, other like flip side of that where it can be a bit too easy in Factorio to become like fully blueprint reliant where you just don't really even play the game. You just paste down blueprints on top of other blueprints <laughs> and it just builds the whole base for you. You sort, of, you sort of made the game into a clicker. Well, yeah. Like once you've solved that problem once and made the blueprint for it, then you're never going to do that again. And then some people get way too like deep into that where they just, it's just, everything is just blueprints. Does Factorio need like a Zaktronic style ranking system? So like number of cycles, length of belt or stuff like that. So there are ways of of like having like puzzly problems solved with different score metrics mm, yeah maybe i mean there are like there are those weird like extra mode things in factorio like the weird puzzle belt puzzles and whatnot but they're not like fully featured or anything they're just little one-off like mini games almost mm. but yeah so dyson sphere doesn't let you paste blueprints that overlap at all and obviously, because it's a sphere grid, you've got this whole situation of like different sized grids. Like sometimes blueprints won't work in one place, but will work in the other because the grid size is different. So oh, the buildings sure. are slightly closer together. Yeah, and yeah. obviously they can't overlap where the grid size changes because yeah. that fucks it all up. Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit limited, but I haven't really used the blueprints as much as I probably should at this point. Because, you know. I have built the same thing a lot. <laughs> when you build a line of smelters, it's just like it has to be it's 30 smelters in a in two lines of 15 because that fills a belt perfectly. And it's just like I've built that so many times, that should probably just be a blueprint for me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now I'm now I've reached the point in this save again where I've I've moved my entire like science operation, like the research tree, the research cubes basically. I've moved that all onto a different planet. And it's like you, could, you couldn't make that sound any more sciencey. <laughs> yeah, research, cubes. research cubes. <laughs> you, so I've I've moved that, and I, on that planet, I've also built like the the on the one of the poles. I built the restock zone where it just makes all the buildings and whatnot. So I can just go there and pick up more buildings to build with. So that's all done. But now I've moved to the other star system with the tidally locked planet, and now I'm starting to work on the the Dyson Sphere making planets, basically. Mm. The rocket launching planet and the solar sail launching planet, which may or may not be the same planet. I haven't decided yet. But then I... You you better plan it. Yeah. (laughs) Plan it with some blueprints. (laughs) But yeah, I've I've started... The thing is, with with the research cube area and now with this rocket thing, I am trying to think more about a blueprint, except it's... It's going to be one very big blueprint. Like, I've made the whole research cube area on this planet. It makes 120 cubes per second of each type. 
so it's even. Oh, you're actually making cubes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the Rubik's cubes of science. Pretty much. They float around <laughs> inside the Matrix lab. Callbacks, convergence cubes, they're everywhere. <laughs> yep. So I've made this, I've made the whole thing. It's like, it's a self-contained thing that makes 120 cubes a second. So theoretically, I can just blueprint the whole thing and just paste it down and double it. But it does take up like nearly an entire quarter of the hemisphere of this planet. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it's going to be a very big blueprint and you're not going to be able to duplicate it that much. No, because you need a plant the same size, right? To... I think the plants are kind of all the same size. Oh, okay. So <laughs> the Kenji, you could just have a whole planet blueprint. Yeah. I think, well, hmm. At least a hemisphere. I think you can. I think you can drag that box all the way down to the hemisphere from the mm. pole okay. and capture the whole side. So, I've, so I can do that with the with the research plan. I can duplicate that potentially four times on this one planet, and then with the rockets, I'm trying to do the same thing, but like much more compact, where it's just going to be like a segment from the equator up to the pole that will make like half a rocket a minute or whatever, mm. and then you can just copy that all the way around the planet in theory. If I can get it to fit. Or rocket every two minutes. <laughs> so everything is by the minute. I mean, not if you make not if you're making the same half a rocket every minute. <laughs> That's no <so> good. <laughs> and it's also not half, it's point four. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just it's it, it's a weirdly almost useful number, like the point four that comes out. Because I've I use the online calculator, of course, which actually they've just updated it to have... It, it used to be the Factorio calculator, then it has Dyson right. Sphere, and they've just l recently updated to have Satisfactory as well. Okay. <laughs> so you can just toggle between these two, between these three different games that just use the same essential calculator design to work out all the ins and outs. Do you want to get it mixed up, though? <laughs> no. Well, it's kind of difficult to from all the weird icons like Satisfactory's ones where it's like weird tiny JPEGs of 3D models <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I put all the numbers in there for like if I use exactly one belt's worth of iron to start with which is like you know the 30 smelters in a row or 15 on each side like one belt worth of iron how many rockets can I make and it's like if you run it through it turns out to come out to exactly 0.4 which is conveniently because the rocket silos can only launch five per minute. So that's like... I see. <laughs> lines up quite nicely. Oh, well, that works numbers. out. Yeah. <laughs> Is that just coincidence, presumably? Well, <laughs> I mean, that might be intentional. I, I imagine that... Well... I don't know. The timing element of it is probably intentional. Like, the, mm. the speed of production of a rocket is probably a multiple of how many rockets the silo can launch. But the, yeah. the material value being based on one belt's worth of iron that is kind of a coincidence i imagine because it's like there's quite a lot of steps in between raw iron and a rocket <laughs> sure yeah so yeah there's that and i i did start thinking about the speed run achievements but then that is going to be a lot of blueprints hmm. you're definitely going because that 10 hour one is just kind of ridiculous I was just even trying to consider how I would do that. You, you're definitely just going to need a full set of blueprints where you're just going to have to unlock the blueprints as soon as you possibly can and just go wham, 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 and just chuck them down all over the place. Don't waste any time. No mm. manual crafting, ideally, as soon as you can do that. Right. You will have that blueprint like I have at the pole that makes everything and just put that down and just have that make all the buildings for you. So you won't have to worry about that. Of course, my problem, which 
would be the thing that I'd have to restrain myself from in a speedrun is I don't like to build over resource deposits again. It's just like Factorio. Yeah, right. It's a bit more... It's just, it's just got to do it. It's a bit weirder in, like, Dyson Sphere because obviously the the resource deposits are 3D. <laughs> like, they get in the way of the buildings. Because oh, fact, in Factorio, yeah. you can just literally build on them and it doesn't mm. matter. Whereas in Dyson Sphere, there are these 3D models that clip, but you have the option to... You can use the foundation, which flattens the planet, to, to you know, for getting rid of lakes or whatever. You can also, you can, there's a mode on that where you can toggle it to delete. Well, not delete. It hides the resource nodes, so you can pop them back up later if you want them. But you can otherwise just draw over them and it just gets rid of them. So you can do that, but then mm. you're wasting those resources because <laughs> you can't <laughs> mine them. But I mean, when you're on a planet which has like a like four million coal and you're not even using coal for basically anything <laughs> might as well get rid of all those doesn't really matter and it's not like the well I was about to say it's not like the resources are limited but they technically are but you know there's, there's 64 star systems of multiple planets with resources on them <laughs> probably not going to run out of anything that quickly not not by the time you could just if you do run out just fly it somewhere near and get start mining that planet instead I mean on on when I'm playing on the this is another thing about the speedrun the speedrun does say you have to do it on one times multiplier for the resources or less. I mean, why would you do it on less? You're obviously going to do it on one. But I've, I've been playing on 0.5 and it my home planet had pretty much run out of resources by the time I built, by the time I moved the research center. So it is possible to exhaust planets on like the half resource level. Wait, does it? So how does that work? If you if you speed up time because you don't need to do anything for a while, does it speed up the game clock that counts towards that? You don't really speed up that game; it just runs. It just runs. Okay, <laughs> so you don't have like a two x. No, or... it's just this weird resource multiplier that, like, I think it only applies to the numbers because the mining machines have a speed upgrade that you can research in the research tree, mm. but that that's not affected by like the multiplier on the resource that's literally just how many resources the deposit contains in total so you're not going to be able to extract them any quicker it's just that the deposits will last longer okay so yeah that's that dsp and then that was more or less it apart from rocket league apart from rocket league (laughs) The, um, the traditional transition to Rob, if he has anything to say about Rocket League this week. <laughs> you just smooth over the transition to <laughs> Rocket League that you've both been playing. Yeah, I mean, uh, not a huge amount. The no. Halloween thing's on, right? And it's, it's, <laughs> and it's Batman for some reason. It's Batman. It's more... I mean, it's more of a, a, a chance for them to sell all the old Batman gear again. Yeah. So all of the old Batmobiles are back. Um, if you want to buy them... Um, but, but then, it's not like there was any other way to get them before. No. The bit no, no, no. specifically. I mean, that's the, true of most of the licensed yeah. like aesthetic stuff. Um, but there's a whole lot of Batman like themed items as well now. Yeah. Like like player cards and boosts that laugh at you. And <laughs> only marginally Marginally not, less annoying than the witch one? I'm not sure. It's almost the same. <laughs> I mean, it was the bats one, wasn't it? I like, mean, the Halloween... Oh, right. That's, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. bats, but it has a, like a witch cackle, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Whereas now it's, it's, it's trying it's, to be more like Jokery, except not really. Except it's not. It sounds very much like the witch one. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I think we had one of like the best set. I mean, I'd go, been going through a lemon phase, and then I started <laughs> playing with Zach in, a, in, a, in, in our duels. 
not duels, no, is it? The twos. doubles, yeah, in twos. And we had one of the best sessions we ever had. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, it started off a little bit up down, but like we ended on quite a streak, I guess. Nice. Champion, baby. Yeah. Yep. I'm a champion now. Um, <laughs> so now nice. you have to earn the rewards. I've got to earn those champion rewards properly this time. Four. Semi probably. Grade out the other wins in the extra modes. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. And then come back and. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, because my. Uh, when, I, when I'm playing by myself, I tend to. Depending on what's up for the season rewards, I'll either, I'll either play casual, which, you know. Is a nightmare. Marginally sucks, yeah. Um, <laughs> marginally sucks. I mean, it's better than it used to be. Right. So, I somehow don't seem to be running into nearly as many quitters as I used to. Hmm. Um, so that's, that's, that's up. Um, but yeah, no, my, my extra mode career has gone gone into the pooper. Um, you know, as much as I love drop shot, it's it's by far my worst rank at the moment. <laughs> and uh, I need to stop playing Rumble because it's like Rumble sucks. <laughs> it's, it gets it, like it seems so so like like harmless on the surface. Just football with power ups. What can go wrong? And then you realize like the power ups just like are all that that's like well and there's like very, there's very little skill in that mode because like the power-ups just turn the tide on a whim well, and, and, and like spike is the only one that matters yeah really. <laughs> it's, such, it's, it's such a problem when someone gets that and you're like oh no <laughs> yeah uh and also the halloween mode is just rumble they've just changed some of the power-ups so they're a bit batman themed <laughs> great so it's not worth your time no it's not worth it um yeah, that's League. League's all right. Uh, I suppose in other multiplayer things I've been toying with, thanks yeah. to the, the Cambridge crew, um, despite my protestations against <laughs> it, I have ended up playing Nerds several times. Nerds? Nerds! Yeah, it's that. That's How's that, that spelled? N-E-R-T-S. Um, okay. It's that, it's that card game that Zachtronics made. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. That, that frequently makes me... Self loathe. Mm. That sounds <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> I mean, we call it stress cards for a reason. It's, it, I mean, cards. And there's no other game that makes me feel so stupid. And half the time, it's not even my fault. Like, like Ian, who we play with, is just—he's some sort of solitaire savant. He just can rattle things off at a speed that is like no one can understand. Um, it's unbelievable. Um, and then I play it, and I'm like. Well, I can't do anything. My shuffle is so bad. I can't do anything. And that seems to happen to me like nine times out of ten. I have a round where I cannot do anything. And it's so frustrating as other players are progressing. And it does that thing where, like, obviously, if you do badly at a round, you get a negative score. So it's even worse. <laughs> it's like I'm literally going backwards. And then, the, like, so the last time I played, I had like the best three rounds I'd ever played. I basically won three rounds. I, I nerdsed three rounds in a, in a row. And was like, this is this is great. I'm on top of the world. This is the best I've ever played. And then was all negative for the rest of the evening. And it was just like, like I should have stopped. <laughs> I should have like I didn't even need to finish that full game. Just like just play those three rounds and be like, all right, guys, I'm out. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's a thing. I, I don't know. I don't know what. I, I sort of, I sort of want to play it now, which is problematic. Given that I do oh. legitimately quite hate it, <laughs> oh dear, because <laughs> it's just—I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's it's, it's sadism. Um, anywho, and the other thing that the Cambridge crew dragged me into was Payday Two briefly. Right. Yeah, 
which on the surface seems like you know it was quite it's quite popular. It's it's got a lot of content now. It's it's, <laughs> it's, got it's far too much content. Always. Yeah, it's cheap, but holy hell! If you're like a noob like me coming into it, it's like that interface is just the UI for getting into the goddamn game and setting up your character is a horrific mess. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's it's impossible to tell how that game functions. Like I had to have them telling me like, okay, here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. Oh, we're gonna have to do. Right, we want to do a stealth mission, but yeah, you you don't you don't because you, your character has persist has persistence. You have to earn money in order to buy more weaponry, and then you have to buy um, uh, for for a stealth, for instance. You probably want guns with silencers on them and stuff like that, but you don't get any of those out at the start of the at the start. So, you, like, we needed to do a loud mission so I could earn the ability to buy some cheap silenced weapons, um, pistols mainly with silencers. And going to do those things, and it's just like okay, we've got to go through all that. But then, like, just the systems are so. I bought I bought some SMGs that I thought were like okay, these are these are like the MP5 equivalent type thing. Yeah, that seems kind of classic. I can akimbo these. Okay, that's rad. Um, can I get some silencers for them? And I, you, it has this thing where you can like you when, before you buy a gun, you can go to this thing called mod preview, and then lets you see all the mo- modifications you can get for a particular particular gun and what right. they'll do to the stats right and it's like so i had a look at the mp5s and like yeah it's got suppressors okay great i'll buy the mp5s and i'll come into them so i bought the mp5s and then i go to the mod menu and then it says no nah, you can't get those suppressors and i'm like why you literally DLC. just you literally no <laughs> not even dlc not even dlc though. it just says they're out of stock no. so apparently oh, they've run out so like apparently <laughs> I hate it when that happens apparently <laughs> there's like a rotating set of stuff in like the store that like so you can always buy it seems like a weapon of any type but like the modifications for them are some kind of weird time-based rotation so they're not always available to and i couldn't tell that until i'd bought the damn gun Mm. so it's like because it didn't the preview just says yeah this is you can get a mod like this for this guy so so then i had to go buy some other things and at this point it's like i'd spent a whole load of money on these mp5s it's just like well let me just buy some pistols and then so i bought some pistols and it's like oh thank heavens they have some suppressors i can actually use those and then but you have to so you have to go to the front of buying them, you have to go to another menu to apply the mods, and then you come back to the menu, and then it's in your weapon slot. But it's not necessarily assigned to your character yet, so you then have to go to your character menu, and then say, I climb this weapon spot to this character. And you can have multiple profiles of characters, each of them with different skill sets. There's a skill tree, and then, and then you add, when you want to make masks to just customize your character, you've got to go to this other menu, your mask menu, and you assemble the mask first. And I don't know what that means. It's like my assembly. I have to assemble the mask and then put it in a mask slot for that character, I think. And then I can that character can wear it. But I could put that mask back into the stash. So does that mean I could then use that mask on? A, and this is just an aesthetic. It's like why the hell am I having to worry about who like building a mask? And the building of the mask doesn't seem to be like related <laughs> to any kind of resource that I have. I could just build it. I, I have no idea what's going on. It's like. It is an absolute mind fuck of an, inf- of an interface. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like, why on earth is it designed this way? And then when you get into a game, it's, it's, it's kind of an average shooter, you know. <laughs> if I'm being if I'm being perfectly honest about it, it's it's all right. Like it's got some. I mean, you know, the, 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 I, I appreciate the co-opness of it, which is why we play it. It's like, or, or why those guys play it, because it's like, okay, we go into it. There's, they like the planning of it. They like going into it. They like trying to be as 
as as as teamworky as possible. Um, you know, so one player is putting down ammo crates, one player is being a doctor and put, putting down limited supplies. There's a way you can like call in stuff mid mission, but I don't really understand either. Um, and like everyone, yeah, there's there's there's, there's depth to it. But ultimately, I didn't really feel like the shooting felt great. We were playing on hard mode, and it's like the first mission I played. Like they, we probably killed about a thousand cops, <laughs> <laughs> like some ludicrously high number of infinitely spawning policemen. It's real stupid. It's really <laughs> stupid. I kind of want to play more just to see how these mechanics like how they fathom out if they fathom out or if it is just a mess hmm. but I kind of want to see I have I have to know it's one of those I have to know okay wait and find out so payday 2 um, and I guess the other multiplayer thing that Zach and I have been doing is, oh, yeah. we, is we started we returned to Hyrule mm-hmm <laughs> In the form of Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors. Age of Calamity. <laughs> Which was very much not as easy to get back into as I thought it was no, going to be. No, <laughs> I thought we'd like, played that demo plenty, and I was like, oh yeah, we'll just run through the first mission again and get back into it. But no, like, <laughs> no, it, it took quite a lot more than that first mission. I mean, mission. we're playing it in the hardest difficulty sure. level as well, because that actually, that actually seems like the way to play it. Yes, make um, it any challenge at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but it's... Man... That game's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun. It's, it's. I mean, it's, it's. You know, it's Dynasty Warriors. It's, it's stupid, but it's like, chill. And it, and it runs like crap on the Switch, but it's, <laughs> but it's. I love it. Like, I think I, I, we're only a little way into it, but I think I unequivocally love this thing. <laughs> wow, that's high praise. It's, it's, it's just it's such a laugh. Like even when we get stuck on like hard bits, like I actually kind of think that's great. I lo- I love it when Zach and I kind of get stuck on a difficult bit and we're trying to like yeah. muscle our way through it. It's like I I think that sort of like oh we'll just do this one. Was it's like when we were playing Halo Reach the other week yeah. and we're just trying to get that one damn elite that runs away at the oh, very yeah, start yeah, yeah. of the game. It's like God damn it, we can do this. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, kind of more fun just, with two in that situation. Yeah. I mean, all right, we'll just have to take a step back and say, like, okay, it looks like Breath of the Wild, but it's not quite as... It doesn't quite capture the aesthetic, right? Like, the bit, the bits in the menu are... Try. The menus are nice, but it's like, okay, because it's having to do so much, the graphics can't keep up with the full Breath of the yeah. Wild look. But it's pretty close. Like, resolution takes a huge dip. <laughs> Frame rate takes a massive dip. We're playing it in co-op, which makes everything that much worse. Um, oh, God. Uh, the draw distance of enemies is tiny like it's minute like maybe a few meters in front of you like it's, it's minuscule and i don't care because all you really need to be doing is like it's it, the draw distance is almost just enough for your range of attacks yeah. at times like, as long as there's red dots on the map to swing and you're yeah. <laughs> But but this is the thing: the move sets for all of the characters we've played so far are so satisfying like even even I mean, Link's kind of the most basic, yeah. but but he's also the easiest to get the grips with, and possibly well, the, yeah. the most the most flexible. Like yeah. his 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 like rune moves make kind of make the most sense. Yeah, um, they're not quite so weird. They're yeah. more like the runes you expect. I mean, yeah, you're getting you're getting the, the bombs, and it, like instead the of it just making magnesis. one bomb, you throw he just suddenly suddenly gets like a whole slew of them, and it's like. <laughs> 
and he's just throwing bombs at people like rapid fire. And like even when he whips out the bow, it plays that this comic like he's firing the arrow so fast that it makes a comedy sort of <laughs> sort of noise as he's firing arrows at people. <laughs> and it's just cool. It's madness and I love it. And like we just the last character we unlocked, we again, we're not that far in, but we unlocked Mifa and it's like like her her watery moveset is 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 great fun. It's madness. It's like she has all these kind of like um attacks that then create fountains on the floor and you have a button dedicated to pop out of fountain so wherever you are as long as there's one of these fountains on the map that you've created with some other move you just suddenly burst out of teleport to and burst out of this fountain into an aerial combo and then do things that are almost certainly going to result in you creating another fountain on the ground so you burst out of that and then do more combos and it's sweet oh it's, it feels so good <laughs> And she's like all the characters, like the way they they like, uh, like. No one really has the same set of like how the runes work either. It's like they're all slightly different. Yeah, like except for maybe like stasis. There's kind of not much you can yeah, do. Yeah, stasis is kind of dull. <laughs> stasis is the one I probably you probably end up using the least. And like, well, and magnesis because it's kind of difficult to work out what that's even for. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can do the thing like with magnesis where you pick up a box and just swing it around in front of you. Yeah, and it will and it will hurt everything around you. Or you can use it to like if someone's got a metal weapon. Well, yeah, if it's one of those specific big enemies that has a magnetable attack. Yeah, you, you can pick it out of the air with magnesis and throw it back to them. Um mm. cool. Which is which is cool. Um but the bomb power up is where it's at, right? The bomb <laughs> the bomb rune is hilarious, like for everyone. It's like okay, so so Link's by, like throwing like a whole salvo of bombs that just appear in his hand. Um you've got you've got Zelda turning into like a bomb tank. <laughs> <laughs> just, just driving this insane tank around the field with other bombs <laughs> spewing from it. Oh, man. Um, and even just one of her standard combos, because Zelda, like, her only attacks are effectively rune powers. Yeah. Like, even one of her standard right. attacks is just to roll this massive-ass bomb down the hill <laughs> at people. And, and Mifa's just summers a rain of bombs. There are so many bombs that come from the That's sky. That's one of the ones that definitely hurts the frame rate quite a lot. Oh, boy, does it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's so insane and it's so much fun. That sounds great. It's like even though it doesn't really like we played it for hours and it didn't, it, you, know, and, you know, the action really doesn't really change. Anytime well, not you, yet. Anytime <laughs> you, you didn't ever, really get that far. That's no, the that's the thing. We, we, the missions <laughs> are quite hours. long. Like they, take, they <laughs> if you get stuck, they get longer. <laughs> yeah, they they take a while to get through, and it's like, man, it's just like. I'm already so happy with like the five odd characters we have right now, and it's like I know we know there's at least another three we yeah. haven't got, and it's the rest of the champions. Oh man, it's exciting! It's exciting! It's exciting discovering whatever move, and the move sets expand as well. Like they're not fixed. Like you can level up, in, well, and and gain yeah. and gain more parts of the combos. It seems and, like at least one each. Don't know if I think we've seen it where, where the, like the the so you, it's it's one of those like combo systems where like X is your light attack and Y is like a heavy finisher, um, and they branch at each point. Yeah, so the number of X's you press followed by Y will result in a different finisher, um, and it seems like like you can increase both the X chain and then every now and then add another Y to the end of it um, mm. uh, in the various points. And it's like yeah, so. That, it's hard to tell like how far that list goes up, but it looks like it could be a reasonable way. Um, well, yeah, I guess we haven't really seen 
we haven't seen more than one of those upgrades per character yet. If there is more than one, mm. basically, we've we've like we had Link and he gets one more. We've had Zelda and he gets one more. But like, is there going to be another one of those later on in the like side missions where you just get more, and more? Sure. Yeah, I bet there's. I bet there will be more. Yeah, I hope, I hope, I hope, hope there so. will be more. Well, I hope there is um, for Zelda at least because her tree is real tiny. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a shame. And. uh yeah, Link's is. I mean, Link has the is is the sort of weird, odd one out character because yeah, his move set is probably the most basic um, in terms of flashiness, but he's he he gets to have different weapon types and he gets the like the charge thing, which like modifies the heavy attack as well. Oh yeah, he has you can a, he hold has... and release to get uh, like another heavy attack. Yeah, essentially, you can chain some of them together. Um, yeah, which is basically the spin attack, isn't it? But then you get a bigger spin yeah, attack if you if you manage to time it right um, and get a second one in. But we don't, we haven't seen Link's other weapon sets no. yet. We've only ever had one-handed. No, uh, I don't know if we've got any double-handed. We've got like we, we can use like a comedy spoon, I think, but we haven't tried equipping. That's the only one-handed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much that necessarily changes the whole move set, really, or if it's just. Oh, I don't think though, I don't think that will. No. I think that's just weapon stats. But that's the other thing. There's quite a lot. The, the weapon system. There's quite a lot going on outside of the main combat as well. Like the the there's it uses it uses the Breath of the Wild map as kind of a hub, and it's like this is where like a lot of the the the, st- the style is most Breath of the Wild in a way because the menu all sounds and feels like it's running on the Sheikah slate and stuff. They've done a decent job right, of yeah. replicating everything. Um, but yeah, the weapon system is basically like feed swords to swords kind of system where it's like you, you have one, if there's a sword that you like, you could feed all the other swords that you have to it. And it has a system by which you can impart bonus traits on those swords and they get, they level up to a certain point, And as they level up, you then unlock more slots for other traits and it probably seems like you could probably grind that for ages. Yeah, like probably. not not just to level up. What, leveling up one doesn't sound like it would seem, seem seem too long. But if you then want to like grind up different stat sets, potentially, yeah, that could take a while. And and obviously with Link, you're doing it multiple times for the different weapon types. Yeah, whereas um, Zelda, it's just like it's just the Sheikah slate, and you only really need one of those. Yeah, and it seems like seems like the others. Was it maybe Mifa might have different tridents, but they still they don't really change her. Yeah, it's just uh, a fight be style looking. I expect. Yeah, whereas whereas all of Impas seem like they've been the same yep, so that's far, the exact same sword. Yeah, which is slightly weird. I was expecting that maybe the uh, like maybe every character would have at least one alternate. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but I guess if you want, you know, if you want to keep the fighting style, I don't mean. It would be a lot more work, basically. Mm. If they did it for Link, where he could have these different handedness fighting styles. But to do that for every character would maybe be a lot more work. Mm. <laughs> maybe. Maybe just having a different character is enough. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, they are they are all I mean, none of them fight the same so far. No. They 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 are significantly different. I think that was one of my problems when I was like because I was weighing up whether we should start with Hy- the original Hyrule Warriors right, yeah. and then come into Age mm. of Calamity. Um uh because it sounds like the original Hyrule Warriors is still a decent game, um, you know it's, it's a Muso. It's yeah. it's still one of these, but it's um, but it doesn't doesn't seem like it's a particular you know it's a it's a good one of those. Um, but then I sort of looked at the move sets of that game, and it's like, well, and because it's missing the rune system and things like that, the move sets for each character don't seem quite so varied and quite so mad. Mm. And it's like, 
mean, yeah, no. Why am I? Why am I coming to, coming into Age? Why was I so like in the back of my mind? Like I want, I need to play this game. And it's like, yeah, because the move sets are mad. And it's like, so let's just go full mad. Let's, yeah. let's let's go right into it. And it's like, yeah, I wish it ran better. And apparently, like the Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on Switch runs pretty well because I guess it's a um, it was a 3DS game originally yeah. and then they redid it for Wii U and then redid mm. it again for Switch um, so you know it's come a ways so it's like yeah it, it apparently runs pretty good um, but yeah Age of Calamity is having to deal with the Breath of the Wild graphics which you know we're only really designed to just about manage 30 <laughs> on the Switch originally and now we're throwing like thousands of enemies at it at once so of course it's going to struggle I think we can safely say uh, next time you do one of the Divine Beast parts, turn off motion control. Oh yeah, the motion control sucked. That, <laughs> was... that might have been because of the frame rate, possibly. Maybe like, they, just, they, just, well they just really were not responsive. It's like Splatoon; it was not. No. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, you're right. I think I've turned turned those off completely. Um, but yeah, that's not a secret. You get at certain parts of the story, you just get to have a little sequence where you get to control a Divine Beast and just blow everything up. Um, <laughs> See what they were actually made for in theory. Yeah. It is it's madness. I love it. Let's let's uh, yeah. I'm so excited to play more. <laughs> I'm I'm holding back, that's the thing. I'm not playing it. I'm I haven't played it solo yet. So it's like I I, I it's just one of those games where it's like, no, no, I, I can't. I just can't. I'll, I'll burn myself out, I think, if I mm. did too much solo. But playing it this way is great. What a game. Um yeah, what else have I been doing? So I finished uh, I finished two games, and I'll let you pick which one I talk about first. Uh, so there was Sable and The Artful Escape, both of which I have completed. Uh, well, we talked about Sable last time. Do you want to wrap that up? We did. Uh, yeah, so I still... Sable actually patched in between last time oh, right. I talked about it and now, because one of the biggest issues I had with the, is just how poorly it runs... Um, yeah, yeah. Even on a Series X, it's not. It didn't run great, and it has a litany of bugs about it that are distracting from what from what is a fairly zen-like open-world design. It's about relaxation. It's about getting to places. It's not about conflict. It's about having a just having a nice time and finding yourself in this desolate desert planet. Um, but the bugs are just like, oh, no, not really? Okay, I'm going to have to quit out of the game now because it's the bit, this annoying bit of music is stuck on and has been playing for the last half hour and isn't going away. Oh, I need to, yeah, I need to, I need to quit out and do, re- rejig this. Um, or certain things haven't spawned in the right place or the frame rate has just become atrocious that I can't play it anymore. Turns out, I think I think the trick is if you're playing on Xbox, don't suspend the game. Mm-hmm. Things seem better if you like clean launch it every time. Um, oh, okay. Well, I mean that is just restarting the game, though. <laughs> yeah, but like, well, because the, well, the, you know, Xbox naturally suspends everything, right? right? Like, um, it's not quick resume. So if you played anything else in between, you'd lose your suspended state. Um, but um, yeah, if you if you shut the console down and then next time you launched it up, came back into it. You're, you're just launching it, the suspended version, right? Mm. Um, and I don't think it likes that very much. I think I think over time, the performance of me launching it this way was 
what was causing it to get so bad. So I started clean launching it, and I, I think it was better. But then it, it patched as well. But then it patched as well, and I think that makes a tiny difference. There's, <laughs> like There were definitely some areas that were still ropey, but I think there were more areas that were better, if that makes sense. Like it's um, it's not a, it definitely isn't a, <laughs> a, a panacea for all of that game's problems, um, technically, but it did uh, it did clear up a couple of things, um, but this isn't to say I had a bad time with it. It's like yeah, distracting problems aside, it's um, I still ended up pretty much hundred percenting it. Pretty much, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get all the achievements, but I, I did most of what was. I did every quest in the game. I did, um, well, all of them. There's one that's basically a Korok seed um, <laughs> hunting thing. It's, it's like, there's no like fancy puzzles with them, but it's a bit like um, Age of Calamity's implementation. You just like have to find them. Right. Um, uh, there's these little worms that are basically like stashed around the environment, and uh, uh, I would recommend engaging with that system because that's how you improve your stamina bar. Um, spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, so you you, you need I, w- I would engage with the, engage with finding the chum worms, um, uh, and finding where to deliver them to. Um, uh, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't I didn't achieve all of what I needed to for that because I think I needed like another thirteen across the entire map, and at that point I was just like, well, these could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't be faff to just like just drive around and try and find the awkward spots of level where these could possibly be. I did end up finding one bit of map that I hadn't been to, and there was a secret achievement attached to that, and that was kind of one of the weirdest bits of the game. So it's like, oh well, at least I discovered that last before finishing this thing. Um, but yeah, I I wish I liked. It's, it's one of those games where it's like I, I appreciate what it's trying to do. It's it's the open world formula distilled to about as pure as form as you can get. Yeah. Um. Uh, and therefore, it's just hitting all the centers that make those games work. I guess it's like you're like, if, unless unless combat's a real thing for you, uh, in which case that you're not going to find that here. Um. But if you're just after that end of day, drift around check things off a list, go and see things. This is, this kind of does that, and it does that in a very stylish-looking way and a very interesting-sounding way. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it, yeah, it, it... But go into it knowing that it needs a bit more polish. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not that polished. It's, um, At least they're patching some things about it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it was mildly annoying that, like, there was, an, there was another, like proper Japanese breakfast like end theme I know all the music's done by Japanese breakfast but it's like like the the, the there's a, like a special piece that's been written for the end credits and the credits weren't long enough <laughs> so the music just cut off and it's like oh, I was enjoying that no <laughs> oh, that's annoying <laughs> yeah, I know it's like when you just bent down to pick that flower yeah absolutely and I missed that whole sequence it's like they just <laughs> the credit sequence just wasn't as long for the bit of music they'd picked for it, and that's the only time that bit of music was playing um yeah, shame. It's a shame it's not not quite as good as good as good as it could be. Uh, yeah, so there's that and um, Artful Escape. Artful Escape. Artful, Artful Escape is, I think, more successful at what it's trying to do. Um, so I, t- I again touched on this last time. It's um, <laughs> it's the weird 
I don't, I don't really, I, I struggle to describe this. It's like a weird, a weird sci-fi rock opera presented as like a, a 2D side scroller. And it's a bit of a trip the entire time. Okay. Like if you like your weird, okay, I guess it's, it's one big guitar solo. <laughs> really is what okay. it's, it's like wailing guitar solo is what this game is. Um, and it's a, uh, I think it. I think it does what it does that very well indeed. It is is a the the audio design is is hugely it's it's strong all the way through. It's like the style doesn't necessarily change of of what you're hearing particularly. Um, you might get a slightly different key, or you might get a slightly different. But it's but the way your guitar sounds is always the same. And most of the game, you're holding X to wail, and it's just just. Or, and, I mean, in the options, it's called the shred button. So you're just, <laughs> you're just, just wailing on the just, people. There's this ridiculous, echoey, epic guitar solo playing the entire time, and it's. Uh, 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 but it, but it's well made. That's what I mean. There's like that soundscape mm. is 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 very well defined um uh, uh i wouldn't say the, the huge amount of story to it like particularly and i wouldn't say uh like that that's necessarily very deep it's a it's a tale of a uh an artist following in the footsteps of his uh of his uncle who was a folk legend and he's kind of expected to potentially be the same thing um you know it's kind of like oh you're the you're the you're the you're the nephew of the famous Johnson Vendetti. You, 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 clearly, you're destined to be a folk star as well. Um, and he's like, no, I'm not sure I want to be. So the story is him like finding his feet in this bizarre sci-fi world of, of, of as he as he himself describes nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, so that, that's kind of all you really need to know. Like weird stuff happens. Uh, there are bits of it where the, the visual design is just so out there and just so weird and so well put together where it's like there's a sequence that plays whenever you go to a new place and it's basically like a sudden montage of weird things happening to to francis and uh, just just cuts and there's a bit of a fisheye lens there's a bit where you're like falling into into trees there's a kaleidoscope and then there's a sound effect from the games factory and then <laughs> <laughs> of course and then there's just a spinning volume knob that just seems to go up forever and it's uh and, and then your eyes are burning and then <laughs> and it's just you get that sequence like five or six times throughout the course of the game and it's cool every single damn time <laughs> Um, and that's kind of the thing with this game. It's like it's it's you're just along for the ride. It's not really a game. Like honestly, it's an interactive experience. But like you're 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 running to the right and jumping over a few holes yeah. from time to time, yeah, while yeah. cool stuff happens in the background and around you because you're wailing this space guitar. And it's um, and there's and there's lasers and there's light shows and there's Mark Strong as a talent scout <laughs> yeah. and there's. <laughs> And, there, and there's, as I mentioned before, <laughs> Lena Headey as the taste maker, and like, uh, yeah, she's in it, and Schwartzman's in it, and it's, uh, like it's, a, it's a, it's a great cast, and the voice work is fantastic, and uh, a strange, strangely large amount of Cockneys in places, <laughs> full of Cockneys, and, uh, uh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's just a ride. It's like it's. And it's and it's funny on occasion. There are there are some decent jokes here and there. There are some. Uh, it's sort of the weirdness pervades everything about this. Not a lot of it makes a huge amount of sense, and it's fine because some of that nonsense is hilarious. 
Like it's sort of Vic and Bob level madness in places. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It's, I think it's 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 short. Like it's like three, maybe somewhere in the three to five hour region. Um, and like I said, it's not a challenge. You just go. You just just seeing what it does. But it's plenty artful. It's it's very artful. <laughs> <laughs> Most art. You, you do. Uh, you do a classic. <laughs> you do a bit of artful dodging, <laughs> but otherwise, <laughs> yeah, maybe a little. Uh, yeah, I mean, arguably the most challenging thing about the game, other than picking what outfit you're going to wear, is um, <laughs> is is a challenge. Is like it has this sort of Simon Says style, like call and response game that you're, you're put through every now and then where five buttons on the controller, the musical key, as it calls it. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll, you'll see the symbols pop up in a, in a, in mm. a sequence and you basically just have to play that back um, and, you know, memorize it or play as they go. It's very li- it, like timing doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's not like a rhythm game. You just have to play the sequence right. of notes back and there's, there's no failure state. If you get it wrong, it'll just ask you to do it again. So it's not, it's not, right, right. it's not harsh. It's, um, uh, and there are like most of these sequences always end in like it will just suggest a button, a single button for you to press, and pressing that button starts a, like a massive chord to finish the sequence. It's like bow, bow, ba 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 ba, you know that kind of stuff. And it's like, and every yeah. time you do that, there's a massive light show to go alongside it. And it's um, although I did miss the achievement for jamming with a snowman. I don't know where that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. It's fun. If you've got Game Pass, as usual, you've got no excuse. <laughs> play that. Play this. It's it's worth it's worth a, it's worth a go. It's got a weird look to it. Like I really thought it was by like I mentioned last week. I really thought it was by Night School. You know the After Party mm. and Oxen Free guys. It looks a bit like that, but not quite. It's like the world, the world design and the animation is 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 fantastic in places. Like it's it's really lovely. Um, uh, but they, but all the characters are sort of like animated as if they were two D. They're actually being modelled in three D, but they sort of the way they stand, they always sort of sort of facing the camera, that kind of look. Um, and then they animate a little bit like a flash game with their arms like flailing around, you know, that kind of <laughs> kind of thing. But it's like it's all intentional and it's all it's actually all modelled, and it's it's a it's an it's an interesting look for sure. Yeah, quite quite up on it. It was fun. Bon. Artful escape. Uh, and I, yeah, I reckon I'll stop there. I have started playing Scarlet Nexus, which mm-hmm. is a Bandai Namco character action game. Very anime. Very anime. Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't know how, how I feel about it quite yet. It's like the core combat seems like it might be might be good, but the dodging seems terrible. Um which I think is probably the thing that most character action games get wrong. Mm. Right. Um, I don't know. It's one of those games where I felt like like I was doing, okay. All right, let, no, no, let's just do this. Let's get into it. Um, yeah, so it's it's like, it, it reminds me a little bit of like, it's got a little bit of that Ra's Ephon feel going on where it's like, <laughs> okay, but without the mechs and right. that it's like, it's a city that's like isolated from everything. And there's mm. like an, an extinction layer or something that surrounds the city. And it's like, but they're these weird creatures that come in through the layer every now and then called the others that are like bouquets wearing corsets. They have like, 
the, the enemy design is all like things that have been thrown out from the back of a fashion store you know like bits of mannequin and mm. <laughs> it's really odd like the uh, the, the enemy design is actually kind of cool but it, this 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 city is all kind of gray and grungy but it's all like the the energy source like and the way things electricity and stuff connects together creates these red lines everywhere called that they just refer to as the neon but the neon is like it's like an imaginary thing that think people can see it's like the terminology is weird in this game like like doesn't it it seems to try and do that do exposition in places but it never really makes any sense mm. um so it's a yeah it I don't know. It looks cool though. The like the neon mm. wires, the red neon wires everywhere look cool. And then the wires, or when you enter an area that's kind of like disrepaired or has been destroyed or evacuated, like the wires are shattered in a cool sort of like hovering hologram kind of look in places. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, I really do like how this game looks. It's like it's, it's neat. Um, uh, but there's like holograms everywhere in a sort of like, they call them the visuals. And I think these are all like, because everyone in this world is like slightly psychic or psionic or something like that, that they can mm. see them because they've all got these powers that let, lets them see these things. So the technology has been built upon all of this, uh, people's ability to see these um, fake imagery, <laughs> or they call them the visuals. Um, uh, and it's... Uh, yeah, and everyone has some kind of latent psychic power, which if you join this agency, they will they will unlock from you with these cables or these red cables that attach to your back that they call the SAS, which stands for something really stupid that I can't remember. And it's it's a really weird and interesting setup that is horrendously spoiled by the appalling dialogue. <laughs> it is really bad. Oh dear! Like as I said, like these 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 people that have known each other for several years will be walking around the city, going, "Man, I love this city." Yeah, it was built several years ago to do this. Like, why would you? Why would you do exposition to each other if you've known each so other for funky. so long? Like, yeah, yeah. And like the, the character interactions feel really like stunted and like strange. They'll be like, "Huh." What is, like sort of like, I don't know if it's just poor anime translation. Like they'll say they'll they'll say a thing and then I'll be like, "Huh? Are you some kind of idiot?" And then the other person will go, "What? Why would you say that to me? Huh?" No, like almost like there's periods where almost every sentence is like begun with like an AK forty seven style. <laughs> like they might as well have just oh, said what? just said surprised exclamation. <laughs> like, but it's like, "Huh? <laughs> right. What? Uh? Like I don't know. Like it's." It seems bad, <laughs> but the thing is, and I'm, maybe it makes works better if I'm playing with the Japanese audio, which I'm not. For once, I've decided to play with the English audio because it's one of those games where people talk at you in the middle of you doing a fight, and there's like might be a little bit of subtitles going on in the corner of the screen, and it's like mm. I, I probably actually want to be able to hear this and focus on the fight. So I'm going to play it in English mode. That has been a problem in Age of Clarity as well. Yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot of there's just there's no voices of course it's just a dialogue box which is not in the middle of the screen at all obviously because <laughs> no. you want to be able to see what the fuck you're doing but no. then you're not even ever seeing like the mission objectives or anything because it's just like it's someone talking in the corner but it is sometimes hilarious like because they're like one they do the voice clip thing in Age of Clamory right but it's like the, the, the soldiers ones are always so weird like sure or oh right and it's like they just they just sound really odd yeah <laughs> but anyway I'm gonna I'm sort of enjoying the combat with this thing. It's got, like with Scarlet Nexus. It's 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 okay. Um, 
it's, it's sort of trying to do the persona thing where it wants you to talk to people and build up your bond and that improves the powers when you synergize with them in the middle of a fight and things like that. Mm-hmm. But those, as I said, the dialogue kind of draws that all that down. Um, uh, I'm getting Demon X Machina vibes out of it, you know, that kind of thing, where it's like, although it has, has a lot of similar layout and like the way conversations can happen. They, okay. So everything is brain this and brain that. And t- so you have brain messages, which is like a text system in your mind. And everyone talks to each other. Uh, they don't have to be next to it, like actual talk physically. So they brain talk to everyone. Brain talking. <laughs> That's what it's called, Brilliant. brain talking. And then when you level up, you level up, you earn brain points and you use those on the <laughs> brain map to skill up. And it's it's really stupid. <laughs> it's really stupid but my biggest problem with like uh, i was kind of okay with all of this dumbness like right up until i the last fight i got into which is a fight i think you're, you're okay to lose it's not an important fight but i i, I got that reasonably far through it the first time i was like no i'm gonna reload and i think i can win this i want to see what happens if i win this um as it turns out, it didn't 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 matter. Like like I didn't winning it gave me nothing. Um, mm. But I thought I could try it. But this was when I'd like I thought okay maybe I'll use this as like a training exercise to really get to grips with how the dodge works. And the dodge sucks, as I said before. It's like it's like you can use it has one of those perfect dodge like timing elements that I just cannot seem to get down, which is maybe on me. Um, but I also, <laughs> but also, there's a bit where, like, okay, if someone's firing a projectile to me, there were too many times where I had visibly dodged out of the way, and the projectile was several feet to one side of me, and it still counted as hitting me. And I'm like, nope, your dodge sucks. Sorry, that is that is bad. Like, so if I can't properly dodge projectiles, so it looks like I've dodged a projectile, then your system is broken. So if that gets too much worse, or if that becomes too much of a problem and I'm actually put in a situation where it matters, mm-hmm. that might be a deal breaker. Because uh, uh, to, to, to compound it, it's one of those systems where you've got to... Um, it's animation locked, so you can't bayonet a dodge at any time, right? You've got to... It's a bit more Devil May Cry, where it's like, if you're going to do a dodge, you've got to do it at the end of an attack string. Um, you can't. You can't just... Um, be in the middle of an attack and just push the dodge button and get out of it. You can't cancel into a dodge, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, mm. So uh, there's that. You've got to like when you're when you're fighting a tougher enemy that's just could attack at any time. You have got to be a little more. I'm watching exactly your attack pattern, which can be a problem with some enemies that basically can just suddenly you know start attacking without any wind up. There's definitely a few that just suddenly go into an attack without there being an obvious tell. Um, which then puts that system into a, a bit of a disadvantage because how do you perfect dodge an attack that just comes out instantly? You can't yeah. see it coming. Yeah, you can you can sort of start to predict it sometimes based on the timing of the of the enemy's movements and things like that. It's like okay, when they come into range, they're going to do the attack. So if I can, so if I can kind of range them out a bit like a fighting game then i could walk into their range and immediately dodge back out if i time it right um mm. so then they're in a so then they get into the attack pattern and i can then counter attack at the right time but as i say yeah it's ruined by the fact that there's not enough tell yeah it's got things going for it i'm just not sure it's landing perfectly 
oh, and it's got like a fan. Uh, well, I will say, anime ass intro. Like you get, it does, it does one of those like late title card things where it's like, yeah. okay, you get to a title, you say pick a character, da, 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 you get going, you do like a prologue mission, and then it gives you an anime intro, like like a series, and like you get this, you get this video that you can that, that just plays out of like that's just a just an anime ass intro sequence, and you're like, yeah, all right, that's cool. <laughs> Welcome to Scarlet Nexus, bitches. Um, anyway, we'll see how long I keep up with this. You probably talk about that next time as well, Scarlet Nexus. Do you think? Or- yeah, oh, I'll, I'll stick with it for a bit at least. It's a little while till yeah. things like, you know, Forza Horizon's probably the next big game for me, um, and that's a couple weeks away still. Cool. There we go. Plenty of games. Plenty of games. We've got your Satisfactory. We've got your Dyson Sphere program. We've got your Rocket League. We've got, we got your Nerds. <laughs> we've got your Payday 2. We've got your Hyrule Warriors. We've got your Sable, your Artful Escapes, and your Scarlet Nexuses. So say what you oh. will about Nerds. That is a fantastic name. Nerds. <laughs> nerds. So get get to playing some Nerds. And uh, check out our... our, our a YouTube channel for videos of other games than the ones I just mentioned, probably. Apart from there's probably some Rocket League on there somewhere. No. Or, no actually. Oh, no. We've, 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 never done a we've never done a Rocket League video. Not a proper one. Just my personal yeah. YouTube channel has one. Yeah, you need to get on Zach's personal YouTube. But for the rest of our videos, Happy Salad is, the, uh, is our uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some Deep Rock Galactic on there. We've got some Freelancer going, Jet Set Radio, all the classics. So check them out. And uh, that's it for this podcast. And we'll be back with another one in a couple of weeks. Ooh. So goodbye and join us then. Bye.